this is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jarrett Duncan. And Dave Avog. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're continuing the grand old tradition of plotting murdering our wives again mm-hmm. as we watch Spine 292 in the Criterion Collection. Preston Sturgis is unfaithfully yours from 1948. But first... Mm-hmm. RJ, yeah. How how are you feeling about technology? Well, when it works, it's really nice. But I find that most of the time, it does not work, and that leads to problems between you and me. Mm-hmm. Marital discord, I believe, is the correct uh, way to phrase that. Uh, you know, it's like you know when people are frustrated with other things, but they take it out on each other. Yeah, that's mostly how I feel right now. Right. Yeah, not that we're doing anything or saying anything, but frankly, I'm annoyed at you now more than anything. Me? Yeah. I? Yeah. Well, you're Joe Google, are you not? Oh yeah, big big Google boy here. Yeah, hey, we, Google. We, yeah, Skype. My- Skype's not working for our RJ that well. It is now, but it wasn't for a good twenty odd minutes and. Here we are. We we tried some Google Meets, and uh, mm-hmm. apparently they took away some recording buttons. So that's wild. In, inexplicable. In, inexplicably, I was on Google Meet not a not days ago, and there was record options. So I don't know what happened. Maybe uh, your your job is paying for that privilege. I mean, yeah, that that, that could could possibly be. I don't want to say one way or another, but right. it's possible. It's, it's possible. It's possible. What's going on with you over there, big cat? Oh my god, buddy! It's a uh, hard, hard days at the comic book store. It's big, big sales. Big sales. Really? No, not really. It's it's a it's an inventory clearance sale. Less things to oh. be moved around uh, in two weekends. What kind of things do you have to move? Everything. Literally everything has to get brought to a, a scanning point because that's the world we live in. Why do you have to scan everything? Just because inventory? Exactly. Because Why don't you inventory. just write it, all, write it all off? Write it all off? Yeah. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll mention that tomorrow. Just like, yeah, just write it all off. And what I mean by that is like, uh, if possible, just say who cares if things are stolen? I'll mention. It's not your problem. Well, it's. it's uh, I think it's more for tax purposes. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of mention that. Like, I know a guy, a very successful businessman, mm-hmm. and uh, that he said, just write it all off. Yeah, just tell him that. And then if the Jared, if the tax man comes after you, you send him my way. Well, what if it's like uh, the tax man joined by his good friend Johnny Law? Well, Johnny Law, I can't. I can't control, but no. uh, I think you you'll be fine. You fit the right demographic that you'd probably make out of there. Okay, I'll I'll skate away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as you don't like try to grab him or some or grab the police officer in some way, you should be okay. No, but the tax manager. <laughs> let me tell you about the tax man. Well, and he'll tell you about the taxes. Is it, that thing with the fingers means the taxes. Am I right? Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I mean, like, I feel uh, already the the wind has been knocked out of our sails. Um, mm-hmm. Starting late here, uh, things are seem to be going smoothly on the technical level. So that's nice. It's very good so far. RJ, um, are you going to be 
open for summer? Well, there, there's no way you can have the best summer ever, Jared, if you're not open for summer. Yeah. In a, a bold strategy from our provincial government, uh, while we are currently in lockdown, has announced a open for summer. Yeah. Back not, to not, not business, just summer. Just summer. Well, I mean, uh, what our what our nice premier said and his words were that um, we beat it. We're almost done. We're almost through this thing. And Again. it's going to be the best summer ever. I remember when he said that, was it February? Maybe. But he's saying it now, Jerry. And yeah. like, why, why, would, why, why shouldn't we take him at his word? He's an elected mm-hmm. official. Oh. <laughs> he can't do anything. Like, he's got, he's got a code of conduct he has to uphold. Mm. Well, he has a community he needs to represent. Which community is that? The, the community. Just the community? The community. Oh, the greater yeah. Duncan community? The, the Albertan community. Mm-hmm. It's that Albertan advantage. That's what everyone's oh, see. That's what everyone's trying to get. That's that's an old dusty one. No one no one uh they no got leave that, leave, leave that one on a shelf. Oh. Do you th- um Okay, well we'll we'll table that one. Uh are you gonna get your spurs laced up for uh the uh, stampede? Oh you know, RJ, I've uh I, I, admission to make. Uh, excuse me? I have never in my entire life been to the Creepsville Stampede. Well, maybe you should go this year, because if any time, it's... <laughs> why not during the best summer ever? Well, this is like a... Usually this attracts an international audience, correct? Yeah, yeah. And, people from all and, over. And I understand that. Is this not going to be running while the Summer Olympics are transpiring? Allegedly. Oh. Interesting, interesting. Different crowds, though. Yeah, We're getting... yeah, sure. Um, yeah. There's a lot of events that usually happen during the summer because uh, the, the mm-hmm. kids are out of school. So, Ooh. Uh, yeah. So anything goes? This will be like, I guess, maybe it's being positioned as this big uh, uh, marker in the the end of the covid mm-hmm. and um Oh, yeah. So that's, I think, it's, there's a lot of attempts to do that. Not It has nothing to do with the fact that, like, the, the guy who runs the stampede, like a major shareholder of it, didn't help get this particular premier elected in his own way. Um, mm-hmm. it, has no, it has nothing definitely to do with anything along those lines, of course. Those are uh, just coincidences. Well, I mean, Jared, again, that is an elected official. He is not going to give us – he's not going to lead us down the wrong path. Ne- if no. he says something is going to happen – and if we if he says there's no monkey business there, if we no. just need to trust him, who are, who are we to say not to? Do you know what I mean? Um, were you were you back at work today? Uh, I was back at work yesterday, Ooh. my friend. I've heard yes. yeah, I've heard some people uh, with their clientele were not in session until today. Uh, that uh, was allegedly. that's a different industry. Than I mine. see. Okay. Yeah, one is publicly funded, one is privately funded. So mm. uh, the uh, the one that is the other one was uh, yeah. They they were back today, but we uh, no yesterday we were we were rocking and rolling, my you're, friend. You're you're giving people the most bang for their buck, their COVID buck. We said, you guys want to come hang out? Sure, bring them on. Bring as many people as you can. We'll we'll pack them in here. <laughs> pack them in here. No. I mean, essentially. That's what we've been doing mm-hmm. in uh, fewer words, I, I suppose. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm back. I'm yeah. back in the heat. You feel good about that? I mean, 
I've never felt good about it, but I don't really have a choice in the matter. So yeah, that's true. That's good, and that's and that's what they want you to keep believing. I think recognition is the first key, right? Awareness. That's the first step. Being a, being aware of these things. Well, there's been uh, vocal concerns that have gone um, upon <laughs> deaf ears, I believe. Yeah. Well, so, they, they're listening, and they'll they say, "Why are you Why are you playing politics again?" Huh? Yeah. They say, "Hey." Leave that to us politicians. Let us make the hard decisions. That's right. You don't don't worry your pretty head. They say you get up there and you just show them what you got. Show them what you got, Jared. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm back at work. Well, I mean, I've never not been at work, but I'm back in person now. Good, so. beautiful. Which is oh, it's great. Uh, as you could imagine. Yeah. How is uh selling a uh, product to people? Fantastic. Have you been able to earn a profit in any way? Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah. always, always, always um, be profit. Is I mean, that what uh, yeah, you were going to say? People putting their hard money down on sports cards still. What was the worst purchase you saw today? Ooh. When someone bought something and you're like, yeah, I'll sell it to you because that's what we're here for. But at the same time, you were judging them. Well, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> that's a good one. It's a good one. I don't know. See, and I know there's too many to pick from in the grand scheme of things, so I, I'm, I'm thinking more recently, like within a day or two, if you can identify Damn. something. Damn, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something where I went like, what are you doing? I can't, I don't know. What about that magic card, that picture you sent me the other day? You still got any oh, of those? Oh, the, the Yu-Gi-Oh card? Oh, the Yu-Gi-Oh oh, card, those are, yeah. those Those are long gone. Oh, okay. What about uh, this... Um, what about those Pokemon cards? I heard those are uh, making a big, uh, big splash nowadays. Yeah, it's definitely cooled off a touch. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a, there's enough product out there, and people are still buying into it. But at one point, it was all about the sealed stuff, and people oh. sitting sitting on product. But it's fine. But when you're when you unlock the door in the morning, there isn't people racing in to grab them. No, no, oh, okay. that that's not a thing. Though there is uh, some, some SPX hockey cards that uh, people are uh, can't wait to get their hands on. There's not there's not enough of it for everyone who wants it. So why what's in there? I don't know. It's all like speculating on like getting a rookie of such and such, such, and such a player, and then hoping that mm-hmm. they work out well and they become the greatest player of all time, and then it'll mm-hmm. be worth lots of money. That's I see. That it's uh, it's speculation. Is that why people have been following us for a while? Because they hope eventually yes. we'll make it, oh, and then we'll take them with us. Oh, without question. Yeah. What would your uh, What would your uh, base or hockey card be? Like, what would the Duncan stats be? <sighs> uh, zeros. <laughs> Just uh, all zeros, but yeah. even like or N or N A anything N A yeah N A. Yeah. Well, most of them would be N A, but like, let's say not. Let's say it was your podcasting card. Ooh. It was a Duncan podcast card. What would your uh, What would your like? You know how there's always like lines. It's like this, this, and this. Those are the things that they excel at. Or it's like can't hit the curve, can't do it. Damn. Uh, upgrade up, uploads. Um, oh yeah. M- minutes to, more words spoken per minute. Uh yep. In- yeah, that's a good one. In- insights. That's kind of intangible. And incels and as incel, well. yeah, incel ranking, insights and incels, yeah, with one of those ampersands in the middle. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, I'm on board with that. I think that's good. I like that. I like that. You want you want to read some uh, emails, RJ? Sure. I better check if we have anything on the other socials. Oh, but yeah, uh, why course. don't you fire away? I will. So first off, 
RJ. Yes. We have a, an email from from a, a long time, first time. A first time, long time? Yeah. Do they have a fun name that I can uh, talk about? Well, what do you think their name is? Pete. Uh, Pistol Pete is my guess. Is it Pistol Pete? Uh, I'll give you uh, two more tries. Is it uh, Bristol Bill? Pistol Bill. Okay. One more. One more. Uh, Shitty Bill. (laughs) Uh, You failed on all three. There's always room for a shitty Bill. If not this one, then there could be one. Is this a person I know? Uh, Maybe. uh, Via Letterboxd? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Hit me. So, Dylan Frew. Oh, I uh, I recognize the name, but a, a, um, a, a, uh, AKA I guess Dylan Sunny D, like Sunny D, like the drink. Uh, I don't know. Let's find out if uh, oh. if he is also sickly sweet. Ooh, a call in is the name of this email. Howdy creeps. As they say in the radio biz, long-time listener, first-time caller. I discovered you guys about a year back when I was looking for supplemental material to Dryer's Ordet. I stumbled onto the show and have been a fan ever since. This week, I even caught up with you fellas accidental as I went on a Preston mini-marathon. Since you fellas are up in the Great White North, I thought I'd get your opinion on some Canadian pictures. Mm -hmm. Which is your favorite and which do you feel is the most overrated? For me, it have to. I, I'd have to choose uh, the Sweet Hereafter and Mummy, respectively. A later choice, I think Jarrett would agree with. So, uh, Dylan mm. is asking RJ uh, favorite and uh, most overrated uh, Canadian Canadians? cinema. Uh, let me direct you to Mister Denny Villeneuve. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so this is actually from Canadians, right? And notice the Sugarheads buying those Dune comics that are uh, Sugarhead. Yeah, he's tying into those, uh, tying into those uh, Denny movies that are movie. He's better. You better be careful. That's uh, tricky business. Those sugar, that sugary stuff. Yeah, I don't know. They got nice covers. He's kind of like the Sunny D of people, no? Right. Sugarhead. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, what type of sugar? A little tap, little tap yeah. of sugar. I'm trying to pull up my Canada map here to try to make this more precise, but okay. uh, I don't know. For best, why don't we just say Videodrome? Is it the best though? I mean, what do you have a ta- on? It, like, a it, it might be like the coolest. <laughs> it's definitely the cool, the coolest. Damn. Um, what else do we have here? Sweet so after is really good. You've never seen that, have you? No. That's the. Uh, I don't even know it. Yeah, that's that's one of those weird things with uh, Adam McGoyan is he is sort of his later day films are just such a drop off from his '90s stuff, which is really really good. At least mm-hmm. I haven't watched it for a long time, but uh, it was it was really really good at one point. But I mean, what do we have? We got Thank things like Mud, My Bloody Valentine, Porky's, Quest for Fire. Ooh, Porky's Cla- is pretty good. Class of 1984. I mean, Dead Ringers, RJ. Dead Ringers. Uh, yep. Jesus of Montreal is pretty good but, mm. uh, that I've seen. It's not a bad uh-huh. film. Some of these movies I feel like aren't actually Canadian. They may have shot a certain like a scene in Canada, mm. but there's a uh, Kissed. That's about uh, necrophilia. 
Oh, yeah, your fave. What about uh, Martyrs? That's Canadian, Jared. It's such a cheat of a movie, though, because it's kind of like a co-production, but I guess that's mm. when you're getting a Canadian film, that French, uh, French-Canadian connection comes up a lot. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I mean. It's hard to classify some of these on whether they're full-blooded Canadian or just by, by chance. I remember uh, way back when there was that one movie, uh, Fast Runner, the Atanarjawat, the... Uh, it sounds familiar, but I don't know why. Yeah, it was, it's um, Inuit filmmaker, uh, Zachar- Zacharias uh, Kunik. Okay, if you say so. Uh, yeah, but it's like people are really trying to make that movie into a bigger thing than it was. And I guess it was kind of like a... I don't know, in a northern, as in terms of like a, it's a western, but it's a northern because mm-hmm. it's also a, it's see. a period piece. I um, see, I follow. But it's very, I mean, shot on digital cameras and stuff like that. Very long. Yeah, <laughs> it, they all are. It's it's three hours long, and it, it's 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 tough. It's a tough going. It's a, I, hard I going. feel. But it's an interesting movie. Guy Madden, though, I mean, my Winnipeg. Ooh, that's good. No. Yeah, Guy Madden's uh, big time. What about... Uh, he's, he's like big time, small time. Yeah, he's... Well, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know who Guy Madden is. And yeah. if you don't, that's fine, too. What about Sudden Fury, Jared? That's a Canadian Ooh, film. Ooh, yeah, it is. Well, I mean, it was a American production that was in Canada. Ah, uh, see? Yeah. Probably doesn't count, then. Well, that's a lot, there's a lot, though, like that. Death Weekend... Uh... Canadian Bacon. I, well, actually, that was a Canadian production uh, made by uh, Creepsville original uh, William Fruitt. Born in, he was born here. Is he related to Dylan Fruitt, who wrote the email? Fru, Fru. Dylan Fru. Sunny D. Oh. Sunny D. Yeah, I yeah. mean Sunny D. Works, uh, yeah, M- M- Mummy is very overrated. <laughs> I don't know if you. That's the uh, Xavier Dolan yeah. movie, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember liking it, but I remember after I watched it, I was like, I don't know what everyone was talking about. Yep. You know what I mean? People, so. Sometimes people want to make a, make a movie. Yeah, that's true. Here's a here's a one I found on here, one of Andy's uh, favorite. And this is a bona fide Andy picture. It's uh, One Week starring Joshua Jackson. You know that one? I don't. It's fully Canadian, my friend. He, uh, I think he, he has cancer, and so he rides a motorcycle from end to end of Canada. Okay. I've seen it. I just don't remember it well. But right. uh, she likes it. So Remember uh, Men Hard with... Canadian hey, stuff. RJ, remember Men with Brooms? I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I remember renting it on VHS thinking it was going to be real good. And then even as a little kid, I was like, I don't know. I said, something's missing. Ooh. What about Fubar, Jarrett? That's a very Canadian film. Well, I think I'm more of a, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Bruce McDonald's movie. Hardcore Logo. Oh. Uh, I'm more of a Fubar guy. More of a Fubar. A Fubarsman. A Fubarsman. Uh, what else we got in here? Brokeback. That was filmed close to us. Yeah, but. Close-ish. But it, yeah, it was, not it really was, Canadian. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently, The Last Temptation of Christ is Canadian, according to Letterboxd, which I feel like can't be true. What? I, I just go to the world. Oh, produ- yeah, it says produced in Canada. Well, so maybe some money went that came from there. Yeah. There's a lot of movies on here that I just, it's like I said, I just don't feel like they're telling the truth. Like War of the Planet of the Apes. I feel like that's uh, not 
you know, Canadian in any way. Not you know, you know what I'm not a fan of Strange mm. Brew. Oh, uh, the yeah, you, Bob you and Doug like movie. Yeah. Well, I think they're like either one album because everyone here has it. As, but uh, yeah. that movie is like not great. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since I've watched and it. It's pretty terrible, really. Yeah, I could I couldn't tell you what uh, what that thing was about, but I don't know. I don't what know. else we got on here? There's lots of good movies. Uh, we had Turbo a... Kid is that Canadian? Yes, it is. That's okay, but a lot of people don't like it, and that's fine. What about know. Astron Six, Jarrett? Where does that fit in your Canadian <sighs> rankings? Like Psycho Goreman? Sure. I haven't yeah. seen. I haven't seen it. It's on Shutter. You can go check it out right now. I, I've heard. I have heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan continues. Anyways, oh, yeah. thanks for the entertainment to distract us all from, uh, from the meaningless banality of life. I hope to write in again and keep up the great work, fellas. From Dylan. Well, it's nice to hear from uh, Sunny D here. Um, and I mean, he can listen to it, but I feel like he's coming to the wrong place if he wants to get away from the banality of things because I think that's probably like the top of uh, what we do and emphasizing that things don't really matter but we're all in it together allegedly it's a trying time uh it's good to hear from first time long times i'd like to get a few more first time Mm. long times but uh sunny d keep them coming my friend next up is oliver granger that son of a bitch (laughs) with a with a an image graphic which An table image. which table is having the best discussion? Oh my god, okay. So I gotta send this to RJ now in the chat. Hopefully it doesn't break his Skype. It might you never know over here on this end. Okay. Okay, so what is the question here? Which well it's actually oh, in the graph. It's a meme. It's a good meme. Oh I should uh I should put this out into the world, hey? Same with that other picture from last <sighs> week. Which table okay. is having the best discussion? There are eight tables. Yes. Table number one. Uh, we got Marty, mm-hmm. uh, Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. uh, Watiti, Taiki Watiti. Yeah, we've got a, t- a table number two. <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. goodness, we got the Cohen brothers, mm-hmm. M Knight, mm-hmm. the Safty brothers. Interesting. Who I don't know who threw M Knight in there, but okay. Uh, a, a troll, a troll yeah. did. You could have thrown some other brothers in there. Maybe some sisters. Maybe the Soska sisters. The Soska s- sisters or the uh, Wachowskis. Yeah, there you go. Throw them in there. They would fit with the the Safties and the Coens. Yeah, I think. The, the siblings table. Yeah, siblings table. That makes more sense. There you go. Yeah. Uh, David Fincher, Bong Joon Ho, and Greta mm-hmm. Gerwig. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. Table four. Steven Spielberg. Uh-huh. Yorgos Lanthimos and Ari Aster. I don't want to. I don't even. I don't want to even get ten feet. That that, I, I, that would be the table. I probably. I think that would be the one I'd want to go to because the one beside it. Oh my, my God, RJ, Spike mm-hmm. Lee, Christopher Nolan, and Quentin Tarantino. My goodness, some serious stuff there. Oh fuck me. What okay. else we Some got? These, we got Jordan Peele. Uh-huh. Uh What's his name? Baker just says but that's a. Uh, What's his name? Directed Tangerine. Oh, Sean Baker? Th- no, yeah. that's not right. Where is it? Whatever. He, he was a bad pick to put in there because he's unrecognizable. No one knows who this dude is. And I th- I th- I'm pretty sure that's who it is. And then Sophia Coppola. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How come they didn't get Francis in any of these tables? Fr- fr- Frankie? 
Frankie Ford. Well, yeah. No one cares about him. Where's Brian De Palma? Okay, so that's not all. At table yeah. number seven, we got David Lynch, George Lucas, and G D T. Mm-hmm. I feel like David Lynch is misplaced. He'd want to go. He'd he'd want to leave. And George yeah. and George, George would leave, and Guillermo would be like, he'd go sit over at the next table. No, Guillermo would stay, and he would, he would eat both oh, David RJ. and George's lunches. RJ, come on, low, hey, low bearing fruit, come on. I'm not. It's not a crack against his weight. I just feel like that's what his character would do. Yeah, if he was a character his, his for a ca- podcast, character. Oh, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. That 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 would be a brutal conversation over there. And uh, the last table, Paul Thomas Anderson, mm-hmm. Charlie Kaufman, and Richard Linklater. That would so probably that, that would be like probably a, a pretty interesting conversation, mm-hmm. uh, but I definitely would love to hear, hear a Spielberg, Lanthimos, and Astor talk because that's you. That's the one you're yeah, picking. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I would like to go with the PTA uh, Kaufman table. Sure. I feel like that's I like, feel like what yeah. they were ta- what they'd be talking about would be uh, over my head, but I would still kind of I'd just be happy to be there. You know, I'd be like, yeah. They'd be cool. talking. They'd be talking about some movie you've never heard of from like 1985, and like how mm-hmm. how it's really great, and it's actually great. You might watch it, and it's like, no, it's not very good. But like, no, no, you're just not seeing it yet. And yeah, like, but, but no, it's actually just like Overboard with Kurt Russell and I mean, Goldie Hawn. That might be what it is coming yeah. from, coming coming from Severn Films. I do think that the uh, table two, the uh, the sibling table, I think I could go there because I think because we get Ed Knight Shalman the fuck out of there. Yeah, and well, he would be the because you need someone to throw like the heat to, and you could throw heat to him. You'd be like, you'd be like Shyamalan over there, and everyone, and then everyone would laugh, you know. And then, and it's more bang for your buck. You get both Cohens and both. Where the, where's the fucking uh, lighthouse guy? Robert Eggers? Yeah, yeah, he should have been where this Baker guy Bob, is. Nobody Bob, knows who Bob, this Baker guy is. Bob, Bob, Bob Eggers. Bob Eggers? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, Bob Akers, they should have put him where this Baker guy is. And I mean, shit, it is Sean Baker, RJ. Oh, Sean. Oh, it is? I was right. Yeah. He's on I mean, he's on Letterboxd. I mean, that's Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's fun. Doesn't follow me though. Yeah. Fuck you know what I'd like what? in this picture is what? if in the back in the kitchen, I bet I'd like in the kitchen if there was like the kitchen staff table and that was Jess Franco, uh Harmony Coran and Fred Olin Ray. Those three dudes are in the back in the kitchen whipping stuff up for everybody. Mm. What kind of lunch do you think Harmony Coran would would make for everyone? Har- Harms? Yeah. Ooh, I don't think you want what he's having. I mean, Jess Franco probably has could make something good, but I wouldn't trust anything Fred and Ray made. Mm mm. What? You, you might get some of that uh, mullet that he was rocking in a bikini drive-in. <laughs> I'd be more worried about uh, him actually handling the food. I would just, I would, I would prefer him not to touch the food, if you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. uh, you don't know where that guy's been. He's been all over the place. He's been all not over. Good. Not good. No. So that's my pick, I guess. Cool. All right, that's it. That's all. Uh, OG Oliver has ever had right in. Good. No. Yep. Get him out of here. Fine. Awesome. Uh, finally, for emails, we got Justin Peterson. Ooh, baby. Growing up in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Hey, JD I, and RJ, what's happening? Mm-hmm. 
Mm, not much. Remember back in the 90s and when there was that kids rule mantra going on in movies and advertising? You remember that, RJ? Remember, remember uh, being told kind of. you ruled? Well, I remember that you made a lot of threatening gestures to me about things. Was that the same thing? Well, um, Justin writes, I was recently reminded of this while re-watching Camp Nowhere, so I made a letterbox list of the genre. Check it out and let me know what your faves are and if I missed anything. Okay. Camp Nowhere? Yeah. But okay. he, so he made a list of, it was the 90s, kids ruled. Hmm. Okay, oh it's going to take fuck. me a second to pop this up here. Yeah, oh, yeah, good. Someone did uh, put heavyweights on this list. Good. Well, they fucking better have. If oh, heavyweights the, isn't on a list, I'm not, this, this, I'm not Yeah, hanging. there's there's a guy who's already like come to the rescue who's like suggested all the appropriate movies. Oh, good. good. Like, like good old Milk Money <laughs> and Angus. <laughs> fucking Angus. Get out of here with that Angus shit. Angus. I know you're a big Angus man, but. <laughs> it's, well, I've never seen that movie <laughs> Uh, we all know that you've seen. No, that movie, I haven't. Okay? I just remember the. I remember the trailer. I, I remember like the font of it and being like, "Oh, mm-hmm. this is like, it sounds like really depressing as shit." Do you mean? Do you need me to send you the link? No, I just, I just got Yotter. it. Yeah. I, I would, I, I do things the hard way where it's like instead of typing out Peterson, I, I just went to my activity and then I was scrolling until I found his name and then I could click to it there, because I don't like to have to have to type into my keyboard. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, I'm with Eric Clausen. Needs more heavyweights. Yep. Even though it's on here now, I, it still needs more. Hmm. Okay, what oh, do we yeah. have? Blank check. That, huh? that that movie's got so much tood. It's a rude, crude attitude. Three Ninjas is a great movie. I I actually really like Three Ninjas. Oh man, yeah. There's probably a ton of stuff that uh, is missing here because I feel like this is all that was coming out. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, you could get at least six more Sinbad movies in here because he's got First Kid, but uh, you're missing uh, was a guest uh, house guest because uh, that was another uh, Sinbad movie. Actually, just go to Sinbad's page. This is all '90s movies. Jingle <laughs> all the way, uh, house guest, Meteor Man, Coneheads. Uh, the Cherokee Kid, like Aliens for Breakfast. Ooh, man, that looks real good. I'm going to add that to a couple of my lists here. Uh-uh. Yeah. I think the only movie I am not familiar with much at all is House Arrest. You don't know House Arrest? No, I, I, that's one that uh, I don't know. Are you talking about Sinbad or? No, no, uh, with Kevin Pollock and Jamie Lee Curtis and J- yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Tilly. Chris McDonald, Wallace Shawn, Ray oh, Walston. Yeah. My yeah, God. I know this movie. It's M- Mookie, Arizona. Yeah, you know Mookie, right? Well, uh, one one uh, reviewer says one of the best kids movies ever made. I think what happens, and I could be wrong, is I think the kids are sick of the parents like fighting, so they like lock them up, and it's like the kids get the parents. You know, like when the parents put kids in timeout, Jarrett. Talk about a role reversal. This, this film is one hour and 48 minutes of pure nightmare. A bizarre crossroads where Rod Serling meets Michael Haneke and they sit down and watch Nickelodeon together. I like that. that that's like, man, are you trying to sell me on this movie? I, I mean, I think so, yeah. I, it's, I'm sold. How many do you have watched on this list uh, over there, Big Dog? On this list, 14. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess at uh, what my numbers are? 
close 24 out of 26 so which haven't you what haven't you seen i haven't seen surf ninjas which i may have and that looks like young rob schneider oh my god click on surf ninjas look at this picture of rob schneider without hair it is eerie and startling well i mean surely this list must require three ninjas too yeah the one where they take the mountain yeah yeah, or like the amusement park. That should be in here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen Surf Ninjas, and I have no idea what the sidekicks thing is. Well, so, so yeah, there's, so there's technically, either. so RJ, there's actually yeah. like quite a, it's, it's, you got to follow this. Okay. So first off, there's three ninjas kick back and yeah. also three ninjas knuckle up. Yeah. And then I've, I've th- seen one of those. So they, they made two sequels in a single year, apparently. Mm-hmm. And there was a fourth film, Three Ninjas High Nude at Mega Mountain, that's starring that one, one uh, Terry Bollea. Mm-hmm. You know that guy? Well, I, uh, former governor? Nope. Ter- no? No, 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 no. Not Jesse Ventura? No, that's Jesse Ventura. Oh, this so, is yeah, Terry Bollea. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's what, Sterling. that's what I thought it was. Sterling, please. Sterling. I, I thought that's who it was for a second, and then I was like, wait a minute. No, it's not. But, I mean, him too. Like, Suburban Commando could be on this 90s list as well. That's a... Well, it's got pretty... Mr. Nanny. It does have Mr. Nanny, but, I mean, if it's... It's now a Suburban Commando 90s, though. Or oh, is, is there it, or does Suburban it like... Commando? Oh. Well, I mean, I'm just wondering if it, like, it was 89 or something. I'm well, you got. I mean, so there was like, so there's Santa with muscles, which yeah. has got, which has got a sassy kid in it. Thunder, yeah. Thunder in Paradise, also with Hulk Hogan, posing yeah. with a child who's got a child there with him. Of course, he yeah. does. Uh, I still think the best um, Hulk Hogan uh, performance was in Jeff Town. Uh, I was gonna say, why isn't that on the '90s list? Because <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's fitting. Think Jeff's got attitude. What about all three Thunder in Paradises? So, so Suburban Commando is 1991, and that is a kid on a skateboard. So I know it, it makes it makes the most sense to be on there. I don't know why it's not. And then, I mean, following this loophole, you you see who's in there. You see Christopher Lloyd, and you go, "Oh, Christopher Lloyd!" And then and that takes you to even more 90s films, Jared. Oh, you know. Well, I guess I guess his list is Kids Rock, right? Yeah. So I guess. It's not just 90s, a blanket 90s movies, but I mean, I still think what we said works, especially all those Sinbad movies. You got to you got to get house guest in there. Yeah. Sinbad, baby. Sinbad. What about uh, Beethoven? Do kids rule in Beethoven? Uh, I think so. But I mean, I mean, I think definitely the the biggest piece of shit based on poster art alone is Blink Check. I hate that kid. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he just looks smug. He does. Well, I mean, you could argue Terminator 2, uh, that kid rules, Edward Furlong. Mm-hmm. That works. Are you, have you, do you know who directed uh, Blank Check, Jarrett? I don't offhand. Oh. Rupert Wainwright, the director of Stigmata. Whoa. The Catholic thriller. Is uh, Rupert related to Rufus? He might be. Okay. It, it's, it doesn't say, so let's say yes. Looks like Russell. He looks kind of like Russell Crowe, this Rupert Wainwright guy. A little bit. Old Russell Crowe or current Russell Crowe? Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. Yeah. So like six years ago, Russell Crowe, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You miss Russell Crowe. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Milk money. I I can't believe you. Uh, 
how how many copies of Angus are you gonna buy this week? <laughs> Zero. Because you gotta you gotta send one to uh, Sam Sanchez as well, no? Did you get a copy of Angus? Yeah, he's gonna do it. He's, I'm gonna do it. He's gonna yeah, do it. This, uh, yeah, this is gonna. I feel like there's probably like maybe oh, shit. What's the one with the kid who goes back in time? Where it's, does he go back in time to, Jared? The medieval times. A, a kid in. I know. I but know. It's, when, it's based on the like, whatever Mark Twain story. I know the movie where Martin Lawrence goes back in time. That's called Black Knight. Well, there is, is that. that. The, There's that one. I mean, that's kind of a kids' rule. Kids' rule movie. But isn't it like a, a kid in King Arthur's court? That's what I'm thinking of. That sounds about right. I can, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it's a Disney movie, but. Yeah. No, but that sounds right. I got a kid. He's he's a kid, all right. Yeah, yeah. See, he's got ducks two or ducks one and two, but are are they have they aged out in ducks three? You know, I you, guess. You know who's in a kid in King Arthur's court? Is it by any chance Abe Vigoda? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't tell you yes or no on that one, but I can tell you Kate Winslet's in it as well as Daniel Craig. Sounds like uh, an Oscar award-winning film, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Did you know Daniel Stern directed Rookie of the Year? I, I didn't know that. I did not know that. Wow, I'm learning new stuff every day, man. <laughs> just, just from podcasting. Just from well, now I'm going to go tomorrow, and I'm going to oh, as I can say, I'm going to talk about Daniel Stern at work. But get get this, Jared. I was we were talking at work, and uh, people were doing accents and like shit like that, just like dumb shit to kill the lunch hour, and. Uh, People were like saying accents, and uh, I, I said uh, I threw it out there. I was like, I was like, show me your uh, Christopher Walken, and uh, one guy did it, <clears throat> and then the three other people. And I would say that their ages range from twenty-eight to thirty. These three people. Okay. So they're they're somewhere, and it's not big. And I said, uh, hit me with your Christopher Walken, and all three of these people, Jarrett, looked at me and said, "Who's that?" And I said, "You don't know Christopher Walken." What? And they're like, no. And I went, the watch in my ass. <laughs> oh, I for see. Eight years. That's that's your go-to, huh? Yeah. And then they all went. Huh? Their eyes kind of like narrowed. They went, excuse me. And then I said it again, as if they were gonna get it. <laughs> but I think all I did was I I just like they're like, what is this guy talking about? Because they had no idea who he was. These are these are, these are your contemporaries. That, I know. And uh, and then when I said that, they're like, what are you saying? I was like, that's from Pulp Fiction. And then they all went. What's Pulp Fiction? Ooh. And I went, man. I said, hi, hi, hi. I'm glad that these people are involved in the industry that they are in. Well, I mean, I mean, it's not really part of anything that matters. But I was just, I was very surprised. I said, you guys don't know who Christopher Walken is? And they said, no. And I went, baby. And then I, I chucked him the deuces and uh, I, I got the hell out of there. No. Never to be seen again. So I don't even know what we were talking about, but I just remember that, and I felt uh, I needed to tell you. Well, you, you could have said, uh, do, do do Fight Club. <laughs> I think that one would have do fight even club. been lost on a couple of them. I, that's what I mean. Like, maybe that's going to fall by the wayside, too. Maybe all we're going to have is, like, uh, these, like, annoying letterbox guys who are, like, really into Clockwork Orange and Fight Club, and that's it. Those are their only movies. But maybe some of them will be school teachers, and they'll be like, hey, guys, we're going to watch this movie. <laughs> you be like, you ever heard of Fight Club? But you can't tell anybody. 
Yeah. Shh. I'll lose, my, rule. I'll lose my job. First rule. Can't tell on a one. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I thought that was uh, shocking and startling, to say the least. Yeah, I am. So. I am shook. You're sh- shook and startled? Uh, what, what do you think of when someone says something's been based? What 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 does that mean to you? I, I feel I would, like I would picture like basted like a turkey. I see. Okay, that's fair. Like if someone that's said new. it was based. I would say like based with a T, like right. a turkey. Right. There's no T there though. So are you saying like based, like B A S E D? Yeah. Would it just mean that you're like based is like <laughs> you're grounded and you're you're simple? I would I would take it as you're simple. See, I mean, but in miniatures, it's like talking about basing your miniatures. Like, oh, that miniature's based. Oh. So I'm, I'm always like, and I've seen sometimes people say something was based and like put in its place. But then mm-hmm. I also see it used in this way that like, you know, someone's dumb. Oh, I see. Or, yeah. So- or, uh, it's like kind of taken. It's like because there was basic. Remember when everyone got called basic? Yeah, basic. Yeah, I remember. the and, basic and, now, and now that's passed. That's not a thing anymore. Well, maybe not to you. No, I hear people say it every day. Really? No. No. See, it's gone. Language just changes like that. I think it is gone, and I mean, that's fine. I, 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 I'm not gonna miss it. Yeah, get that shit out of here. Out of here. Like that. Say it like that too, Jared. Out of (sighs) here. Hey, RJ. Yeah. Goat movie question of the week. Oh shit! Are we still doing emails? Hell yeah. Oh okay. Uh, speaking of Camp Nowhere, what are your favorite Christopher Lloyd movies? Hard to top Back to the Future. I mean, Christopher Lloyd, my one and only. Uh, I would say I, um, I can't believe he's still alive. He he is my uh, Kirk Douglas. I mean he. He is alive, Jarrett, but he's not very. He's, he's not been, very spry. He's been anymore. old. Well, fuck, he's never been spry. He's been old forever. He's been old for about eight hundred years. That is correct. Yeah. Um, he was the oldest man in the world forty years ago. That's true, and it hasn't changed. And, and you no, know, it's like in fact, he's like you go and go. Holy shit, he was old. He wasn't that old back then. He was in, like, old then, the and future. he's old now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been old for a long time. Yeah. I think people. I could do an easy thing and say Roger Rabbit, but it's not true, Jared. What, ju- Judge Doom? Judge Doom. Uh, one that a close runner-up, I would say, would be Adam's family, his Uncle Fester, because he's good in those two. But I'm going to hit you with something you never saw coming. Dennis the Menace, oh, my man. Yeah, you do. Dennis the Menace, because he's Switchblade Sam in that movie, and mm-hmm. he is lethal. But watch out for those beans, Jared. Watch out for those beans, my man. Prefer, scary stuff. I prefer him in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. I saw a Twitter thing a day or two ago where people were talking about how good Search for Spock is and how it's the best Star Trek movie. And I went, "Okay, hmm. all right, let's let's mm. all let's do this because like it's online. What else are you supposed to do?" Yep, yep. I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I sent back to you because uh, I think I realized what you would uh, the response you would get. But I saw it, and even I was like, "Hmm." So no one's really buying that, guys. Pick a different lane. Ooh, you know? that's a weird-looking movie. Rent-A-Kid from 1995. Oof. Harry Habert, owner of a rent office, has an original idea to rent babies from a nearby orphanage to the local families. He rents the Ward brothers to his first customers, starring Leslie Nielsen, Christopher Lloyd, and, Matt, and Matt McCoy. 
sounds good to me. What's the issue? I don't know. How do you feel about, uh, in the words of uh, Ruben Vasquez, uh, orphan rental business? I mean, what else are they going to do? Might as well make a buck, right? Ooh, this movie's got a sweet poster. Uh, T-Bone in Weasel, starring Gregory Hines and Christopher Lloyd. They may be headed nowhere, but they're having a hell of a time getting there. Directed by Louis Teague, who directed Cujo, I believe. Oh, he did. Ooh, shit. And Jewel of the Nile. And Navy Seals. Hell. I mean, that sounds yeah. I, pretty I, good. This looks like the most unseen thing you've ever seen, ever not seen in your life. 24 people have watched this. What was this one called? T-Bone in Weasel. T-Bone in Weasel? Yeah. I can't even see this thing. Yeah, it's T Bone. I'll, I'll keep from, looking. From 1992. Two good posters. There's one on here, uh, Cadillac Ranch. Christopher Lloyd's oh, yeah. looking really good. And then uh, near the bottom, you see this poster for Legend of the White Horse. Not like all the way at the bottom, but it's pretty okay. far down. Well, I'm not there yet. I'm not there okay. yet. You you wait till you get to Legend of the White Horse. That poster is shocking. Ooh, my favorite. Sho- my favorite Martian. <laughs> I like that movie, dude. At, I used to oh own that. Oh my god, this I fucking look at the poster. Look what they've done <laughs> for my favorite Martian. Yeah, look at look at the heads. <laughs> the Photoshop. That's, how, that's what the that's what it's always been. That's what it was when it came out in theaters when I saw it. Uh, I think they've kind of changed it, even though. No, that's that's what it was. Oh, baby geniuses! <laughs> I had that one too. I had that one too. Did you make it down to? Uh, nope. Um. I'm looking up my favorite Martian poster because I'm pretty sure that they've uh, adjusted it since. I feel like that was it. I, I feel like his head was normal size, and now they've made it bigger, so it's like, oh, hey, no, it's definitely him. Yeah. I don't know. It seems pretty familiar to me. Well, it is like it's like you're right. It's like kind of the general shape, but I feel like it's yeah. been Netflix sized. Oh, possibly. Or, you know, I, or I, it's I just up. or or it's just that bad. It's just that bad. Well, I mean, I think that's the most likely. Yeah. It's Yikes. a good movie, though. Holy Christ. Real good. Real good. Hey, did you see that White Horse poster yet? Hey, how, how do you... What about... When are you going to... Are you going to watch uh, When Good Ghouls Go Bad? I mean, I I didn't know of such a thing. From, from 2001? <laughs> I'll check it out. Oh, wow. Look at this. Speaking of uh, kiditude... We've got Kids World from 2001, starring Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. No rules, no schools, and no more adults. Wow. I think that's what you said one time to me. This movie has 118 views. Uh, that's a few more than T-Bone and Weasel. Yeah, T-Bone and Weasel. This looks like a good show. Is this available anywhere to watch? Let's see. Doubtful. Just what? Hmm. No, I'm going to add this to the watch list, though. This looks good. T-Bone and Weasel. Oh, I, yeah. I do feel like uh, I think Christopher Lloyd has been given a... A pass? A, not not a great deal in his career. I think he's a lot better than his filmography suggests. That's true. Oh, yeah, well, there, there was, was that... New... Was that? Yeah, uh, I'm Not uh, a Serial I, Killer. Yeah, that was good. I like... He's not like... He is a lead in it, but he's not the lead, if that makes sense. So he he's good in that movie. I like that. So what's the movie? Should... what's the movie you were talking about? Uh, it was the White Horse movie. It's just the poster I found really strange. Oh. I'm looking just... I didn't change the order that these were in. Oh. Let, let me see what, see, uh, I, I set what my, year it's from. See, I set mine to uh, in order release. It's from 87. Oof. 
yes. God. It's just a picture. It, the poster is just a white horse, and then there's a like there's a thought bubble above the white horse with Christopher Lloyd in it. It's very strange looking. Like I don't know if the horse is thinking about Christopher Lloyd, or if he's like, oh, he's not there. That's not a balloon. That's just like a. It's like a silhouette. Yeah, but why why is he positioned over the horse like that? Because they want to make sure that you know Christopher Lloyd is in this. Because no one cares about D. Wallace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. And, oh my god! Yeah, that. So, yeah, I was very confused. It's a strange poster. Yeah. Yeah, Cadillac Ranch is also kind of strange. Right. Because it looks. I don't know what he's doing in there. It looks unsavory. Foodie question of the week: What is All a right. food you can't get in Creepsville that you crave? They don't Everything. have they don't have In and Out Burger on the East Coast. And I would love to try one of those. Also, we don't have a cheesecake factory in Charleston, and that place is awesome. Cheesecake is pretty good, Jared. We used to have a cheesecake factorium, and that was pretty good. Uh, no, we didn't. We had something that cheesecake, cheesecake cafe. It's almost the same thing. Apparently, I, I do. I think there was a difference. Even though it's yeah, like, I'm yeah. sure there was. I it's just like, don't know. We, we, what it's it like is. we never had a spaghetti factory, but we had a spaghetti cafe. No, we never Sp- did. It's close. It's close. No. Well, what's the one food you can't get here at uh, home, Jared? I I feel like based on you, it would be all of the olives. Just a no. lot of different olives. Mm-mm. No, huh. no different olives. I can't get really good Vietnamese food. Mm. Like, I I don't. What like, is Mama La? Is Mama La not Vietnamese? Yeah, it's not very great though. It's it's there's no flavor. I I don't know. I went to. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Once you go to like a like fuck, where did it, where did it, where was it that I went? It was in Calgary. It was a shitorium. Fuck, it was a v. You no, know, secure me out though. So this was a vegan Vietnamese restaurant, and you're kind of okay. like, okay, so it's going to have like fake pork and fake chicken, whatever. I don't care. Sure. It, it'll taste fine. Um, but like, I was so impressed with like the actual seasoning and flavor that you do not get anywhere in Lethbridge. And Shaganese Shaganese is gone. And that was like probably the best of the bunch. And uh, they got shut down for having a gross kitchen at one point. And that was fine. I was willing to take the hit. I don't care. You Ooh. were there like a week after. I remember. No, like I, after. It wasn't a week after. Ah, uh, I mean, you were as soon as a they few opened weeks. again, you a were few, there. It, yeah, they weren't close that long. Yeah. That's fine. I'm like, whatever. Like, I read this thing. I went, this seems like a real hit piece. <laughs> this is, this sounds like, like someone's got a vendetta here. It, it really did. It really felt like reading it. I'm like, okay, how does all of this go downhill inside of like from the previous inspection to this next inspection? Makes no sense. Mm. Well, a lot of things don't make sense, sure. Yeah. Hey, if you don't want to, if you don't want to risk your life eating out, don't do it. Am I right? I guess if that's what, if that's the way you want to do can't, it. Can't live forever. Baby, go get yourself a a meatloaf sandwich uh, up at the whistle stop. <laughs> With the worms out of it? Oh, my God. Just horrible. Uh, he, it's it's uh, spaghetti noodles, please. That's not – doesn't make it better. That yeah. doesn't make it better, buddy. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff we can't get. I wish we had Big City Burrito. That'll just be my answer because that's easy. But, yeah. uh, I mean, if we had it, Jared, I bet even you would like it. You'd eat there every day. Yeah, maybe. It's that good. It's that good. People know too. People, friends of the show, they know. They know how good it is. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing. Big, big thing. Game, game, game. Talk. Is this you talking? Uh, this is Justin Peterson. Oh, okay. 
What are some of your favorite schoolyard games? I was a big fan of the wall ball and four square growing up. Thanks for the mm. time, Jensen. Have a great show. I and think I got a cheers. Yeah. With a little emoticon Dink. Oh. Yeah. Dink. Uh, I mean, nice to hear from Justin Peterson. I got to agree. I think wall ball was the shit. Love some wall ball. Yeah. Four have squ- a bit or I, a hat or something. I, I thought four. I liked four square quite a bit. Four square. Four square quite a bit. Four square. Four square is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, that Nothing one. wrong with four square. Not really. Uh, how did you feel about uh, bullying, RJ? Is, is that a favorite activity or sport? Bullying? Bullying. Well, yeah. only only if it was against nerds like you. Right. There you go. Only the people who deserved it, if you know what I mean. Hey, did you uh, read about when ghouls, uh, good ghouls go bad? Oh, no. Story by R.L. Stein. Ooh, I bet he was feeling hey, R.L. fine that day. You want me to read the synopsis? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'll find it now, but you might as well. In October of 1981, Curtis Danko... The creepy kid from the small town of Walker Falls was killed in a mysterious accident. He left behind a warning to the town. If you ever have another Halloween again, I will return and destroy you all. Curtis was buried in a locked crypt along with a sculpture so evil that unearthly fates were said to await anyone who looked at it. Now, 20 years later, the Walker men have returned to Walker Falls. They start a chain of events that unleashes an army of zombies on the town. Oh, my God. Has Curtis Danko risen from the grave to exact his revenge? And will what? the people of Walker Falls make it through the night? Oh, my God. It sounds good. I added it to my watch list. Yeah. Did you uh, see who directed this? Uh, Patrick Reed Johnson. The man who brought us Angus. And Baby's Day Out. And Baby's Day Out, and yeah. Spaced, and Spaced Invaders. Well, you if you uh, if you get a DVD copy of this, Jared, send it my way. I, I actually a nice legal DVD I, copy. I, I do remember this like at the video store. Oh, you do? Yeah. Uh, I feel like if I had seen it, I probably would have got it because this is exactly the kind of thing I was watching. You mm-hmm. know, back in the day, back in that day, it looks sounds good to me. Yeah, I would give it a try. Why not? Why not? Why not? But startling in crew, there's no writer credit here, but even though the poster says it's written by R.L. Stein, so I feel like someone's got to say something. Because mm-hmm. you can't just... You can't do that to R.L. Not the, he, he works hard. You can't, he deserves credit. You can't do him like that. Yeah, you can't do him dirty like that, Duncan. That's uh, a Duncan move. You got any messages in your uh, sphere? No, I don't think so. I checked the Instagram, and uh, I don't think it was... The stuff on there was intended as uh, emailing. Yeah. So if that is what you were planning on doing, crispy bacon, I apologize. But uh, that seemed more like just a, a straight message than anything else. I think. Okay. I'll... So that's it. That's all, mattress man. That's all, mattress man. Hey RJ, what you been creeping on? Nothing. Cool. <laughs> I don't watch things. I, 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 I didn't even get to insurrection this weekend. What? Why not? Uh, I, I start I start crunching these uh, Ray movies. Hmm. I've, well, I've, yeah. I, I have an ideal cutoff point that I'd like to get to, and uh, I'm still yeah. Oh, that's like well, that's that is the uh, the crown jewel. That's the yeah. That's the uh, the bookend. Yeah. To this, uh... I mean, yeah. There's there's so much. There's like what 
150 movies to this guy's credit. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like after about 30, 40 in, I think there's going to be some real diminishing returns. There's potentially. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we, I mean, obviously we haven't hit that yet. I mean, I've no. got I've got Illicit Dreams two, uh, Nightshade, mm-hmm. uh, Masseuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nothing but good stuff, if you op- ask me. Operation Cobra, Maximum Security. Well, I don't have Maximum no. Security or Operation Cobra. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if those action ones are going to get in there because. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Sideshow, hundred percent. And then there's like three more like horror movies, like Venomous, Tomb of the Werewolf, Dire Wolf, and uh, Sniper Special Ops. Yeah, you're getting you're getting there. I'm I'm pretty good. I'm you are yeah. Done, you're, I think yeah. We're we're pretty well toe to toe. I think in yeah. our count. Well, I mean, including the two that I had seen before we did this, yep. uh, I am up to thirty seven. Holy shit! You're ahead of me now. I'm at yes. thirty three. God damn. Yes. So you better pick Son up your game, buddy, if you want to roll with the big dog. Oh man, but I, I will have to already uh, tip my hat a little bit to the audience. But man, Witch Academy is good stuff, RJ. Witch Academy. Witch yep. Academy is. Did you see my review of Witch Academy? I, I, I did. Fuck, it's good stuff. <laughs> it's pretty good. I think I was watching it on Friday night, and I just to myself, I was like, "Yeah." I kind of wish. I was like, I like this. I, I, I wish more of these movies were had that weird like that tone to it. Of uh, Witch Academy, yeah, more yeah. more Witch Academy, less Mob Boss. <laughs> oh, Mob Boss is a certified hit, my oh, friend. Oh God, we'll talk all about Mob Boss oh, when we get there. But, Eddie, uh, Eddie Deason, he can, he, yeah, he, he can go away forever. Well, I mean, he's a good dude. He was great in uh, Beverly Hills Vamp, Jarrett. Oh, he was great in that film. Oh. But we again, we don't want to. We don't want to give away too much. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a nine-hour episode. People no. are going to be looking forward to that. No, it can't be. No. Yeah, it's got to be under three. It's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah, much like this episode. What? What's this? Some guy had a review here saying that Demon Cop was one of the worst uh, he's ever seen. The worst werewolf werewolf movie he's ever seen. And I go, well, so I mean, this Demon Cop thing. We'll talk about it when we get there. But it's uh it is. It seems a little bit up in the air if Fred Olin Ray was involved or not. Yeah. A lot of people say he was, but a lot of people say he wasn't. So I don't know who to trust <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. That's neither here nor there. I, I, I feel you. Yeah. We watched it regardless. Yep. So it's, mm-hmm. it's there. It's in the books. In the books, just like us. See, so if you watch nothing, huh? Oh, I mean, I I got Star Trek. I can tell you about that a little bit. <laughs> I probably won't do too many, but I, I do have uh, season. I do have some Star Trek. Season four. I can't do the whole season. Ooh, so I I have uh I'm getting I have been watching a little bit more uh Babylon Five. Oh, and, and I'm about I, I I'm not sure if I'm halfway through season two or like a good eight to ten episodes in, but I just hit these episodes that have been on. And you're like, man. Fuck! I get it now. I'm, 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 it's coming together. It's coming it's com- together. It's actually uh, landing now. Yeah. The uh, it's a complete. It, it, it's it's really. I'm not sure you call. It, I think it's always actually had a pretty strong voice in terms of what it was, but it felt like it was uh, the first season was about. I felt like the first book, and it was like, oh, don't worry, the good stuff's later. Just setting everything up. Yeah, and then now I've gotten to some like good stuff i'm like fuck 
this is like amazing stuff between like Napoleonic aliens and lizard men aliens. And it like really gets you. And you're like, shit. Yeah. Like basically the two best characters though, they're just as good as like, you know, what made DS nine good. Uh, there's like some Garrick slash Wayun style, like really great villains or characters. Mm -hmm. Like not even villains. That seems to overstate things like their maliciousness, but great, great written characters. And I do think that DS nine, probably stole a ton from Babylon 5. Oh, interesting. So, so it went that way, huh? I I would say so, yes. I, I think that hmm. they uh, they probably looked at that show and went, huh, well, we could do that with way more money. And, and they did. Like, the show, like, because Deep Space Nine, like, watching it all the way through, it looks really good. Like, Star Trek always looks really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, at least, like, through, even, like, TNG and uh, DC Space Nine. I I can't think of like too much where you're like, ugh. Whereas Babylon Five is like, ugh, <laughs> so so cheap looking. Sometimes that's even better though. I yeah I'm, I I am really curious what you'll think of uh, the effects whenever you get around to watching uh, the show. But well, uh, it's yeah I'd say by season two I'm like t pretty into this show. I'm pretty invested despite there are flaws. Uh, some yeah. of the characters and some of like the 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 dorky humor in it is a little like it's way worse than any star trek humor i i do know what you mean but uh the good news is it's i'm years away from that so many many years yeah so i don't have to worry about, and then we'll see even how see if uh, the graphics can be even more dated years from now <laughs> no no i think i think they can't get any worse they can't get any any more dated no no okay I mean, fine, if that's fine. what you want to do. So you want to tell me about season four? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I can. Or some? Uh, I'll every, tell you about I think, I think everybody loves it. Everyone loves it, I've decided. Uh, Voyager or Star Trek in general? Vo well, all of Star Trek. No, people people yeah. fucking hate Star Trek. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, people hate it. They hate this show. They hate They hate this, this. They hate this show. Yes. Yeah, and, that goes uh, without saying. yeah. yeah. Well, why don't I tell you about some then? Okay. Just since everyone is such a big they fan. Maybe I'll just do like like five or six episodes. Get us up to Year of Hell? Uh, no. Year of Hell doesn't come for... Eight episodes. Yeah, eight in. I don't know if I can get there because there's, there's a couple chonky episodes in here. Mm -hmm. Episode five is going to take some uh, unpacking. <laughs> so it's uh, called Revulsion. Episode five is going to take some unpacking. Okay, so, okay, sounds uh, we'll, good. We'll see how far we so, get. So, Scorpion Part Two. Yeah, four hundred one. Uh, what if Borg, but hot? Yeah. That is the intent here. Okay. Jared. Yep. So, uh, yeah, this Rating. is Scorpion. Uh, three out of four stars. Scorpion is good. It is. It is good stuff, and uh, it's more Borg stuff, which I actually do really like. And like I said last week, I actually do like species. 8472 or whatever it is they they needed a better name like i know that they named it that like to be cool i think that was 90s cool it's like it'd be cooler if it didn't have a name if it just had a designation um but i mean I, they should just gave that thing a name uh so this is like scorpion one and two together they're good i think it, it's definitely something you should watch like especially you a uh, star trek man you um you the viewer uh but uh so they're working their way through. The Borg aren't interested in, in them anymore. But uh, the flesh ship aliens are now. The Cronenberg flesh aliens are uh, coming into play. And uh, Janeway does get an idea. 
and because uh, their doctor d- discovers a way to damage the flesh aliens, um, and Janeway uh, presents it to the Borg. And uh, I think this is where, where I said I was with Chakotay. Chakotay was just like, mm-mm. Because the reason it's called Scorpion is like, uh, he tells like an old uh, indigenous story about like a scorpion crossing the river on the back of a fox. And then it, it was something, I, I won't I won't spoil it because it's a good story. But uh, Chakotay's just like, mm. he's like, we shouldn't trust the boar. He's like, what are you fucking out of your mind? Uh, but she does anyways. And uh, she she kind of gives him a deal where it's like, we'll give you this and you guys leave us alone. And you let us fly through Borg space because we're trying to get home. Uh, which, I mean, ultimately, I do think it was probably the wrong call because, I don't know, are the Borg good now? I don't know. Uh, but this is all to set up. Uh, the Borg go away. Uh, the other species goes away. And uh, they make up some time going through Borg space. And they pick up uh, Seven of Nine as the Borg delegate uh, for as part of the peace treaty, I believe. Um, I think it's it's somewhat uh, un... Like, it's not volunteer volunteered by Seven of Nine. She's there. Because, I can't remember what it is, but she has to be there. And they deborg her a little bit, which she's not really into. They make her a little bit more human. I think she's going to die, so they, like, save her. And mm. she doesn't really like that. She wants to be Borg because all she knows is Borg. But it's good stuff. I, I recommend it, Jared. Okay. I recommend it. I have probably uh, seen the episode at some point. Yeah, you probably have. Yeah. Uh, here's one for you. 402. Kess explodes two out of four stars. Oh, wow. That's the last also, word. Yeah. Well, she 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 explodes into light, and uh, she's gone. She's off the show now, Jarrett, which is pretty terrific. Outstanding. Yeah. Uh, this is also where uh, I, I wrote Harry Kim is a simp uh, <laughs> as a side note, which I, I felt like, I guess, didn't deserve a full title credit. But, uh, yeah, Harry Kim simps for, I think, Seven of Nine and Kess. And then Kess... She's been like trying to tap into her like telepathic abilities, but I think really what happened was Star Trek was like, "Hey, Jerry Ryan is available, and she can be on every episode. We don't need Kess anymore." And her wig. So they wrote her out of the show, and uh, that worked out pretty nice. Um, there's also because Voyager is all about rehab. There is a uh, now rehabilitation for the Borg. So it's all about rehabilitation, Jerry. That's what this whole show is. So rehab, uh, spaceship rehab. So uh, not bad. Kess is gone, which is good. Yeah. Something to be happy about. <laughs> uh, and that was, what even was that? That's the gift. The gift. Yeah. It's it's okay. It's a Kess episode. And even though she's leaving and she, she, she literally turns into light and then flies away, mm-hmm. even that's not like, it's okay. Not great. Uh, 403. Uh, Bavana is a mopey bag. One out of four stars. Huh. Bavana is really annoying right now, Jer. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Especially in this episode. So she's like antagonizing people for nothing, and uh, she's like, she does something like dumb, and it like it's her fault, and then she's like, man, talk about the worst day ever. But it's like right after a bunch of people died, and she's just like, man, am I having a bad day? And you're just like, geez, Bavana. Maybe, you know, show some uh, respect to these people. She's like, uh, it's called Day of Honor. It's a Klingon episode. And it's like, she's trying to get pulled in to do Klingon stuff. Uh, Like, I think Tom Paris is trying to get her to do it. And she's like, I don't really want to do Klingon stuff. She's like, I'm not really 
She's like, I'm, I don't live Klingon life. So this is a one out of four, Jared. Okay. It is not good. good. Not good. Good. So that, that was a day of honor. Uh, and then we have 404, which is Nemesis, Jarrett. Nemesis. Uh, and this is Gorilla Chakotay, uh, and that's Gorilla, like Gorilla Warfare. Yep. Gorilla Chakotay and Kid versus the Mind Predator. Uh, high two out of out of four. This I is do, high I, two. I do see that TrekMovie.com included this list in their list of top episodes about tolerance. Yes. Uh, there is a, here's an actual quote for you, Jarrett, from a, I think it, it might've been Neelix, but it might've been someone else. And here's the quote. I wish it was so easy to stop hating as it was to start. And the audience goes, Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's so deep. Um, so they go, so nemesis, they, I can't remember what happens, but Chakotay lands on this planet and I think he's still in contact with people, but it's like a group of refugees against uh, these mind predators. Like they're, they're basically just predator where they like, um, uh, it's instead of like heat vision, they're using like mind uh, telepathy and they're like invisible. So they're, they're predators and they're hunting this, uh, this race of people. So you obviously side with those people, but then, uh, you know, Jared, once you learn a little bit more, maybe, uh, maybe it's not so black and white. Whew. Maybe uh, maybe people are going to wish it was as easy to stop hating as it was to start hating, Jared. Because, you know, once those things get put in your brain, they're hard to get out. O'Brien would tell you the same because he was a uh, he was a big time hater against the Cardassians. Mm-hmm. The Cardis. He didn't like them. Uh, but, yeah, this is I, I think I said hi to because it's not great, uh, but it is good. It's a good episode. Good. It's not bad. Neelix annoyed me in this one, though, because Neelix is still, like, giving off information about uh, species and, like, planets. But they, like, last season, they made a point. There was a whole episode about how they've gone farther than he knows about. So I was like, Neelix shouldn't know anything anymore. He shouldn't be the guide anymore because they already wrote that out. So I I found that annoying. Yeah. All right. Uh, what uh, what am I gonna use as my tagline here? Episode five. Episode five. Um, my my first note was I lolled, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but here's here's my note. Uh, quote: You nibble like a fish, more passive. End quote. And uh, I don't know this. This might have to be a three out of four stars, Jared. This one is a this one's pretty pretty wild ride. So. So I laughed out loud at this one because uh, of how basically how ridiculous it was. Like it's, I don't think it's good, but uh, I don't think it's trying to be funny either. But I thought it was really funny. Uh, so they, uh, the gang encounters a serial killer. Um, and I, I had a lot, a lot of other notes here. I said, Janeway keeps it casual. I think she's like, I, I don't know what that is. And then I put, put sex trek on here. So I, I think a bunch of people were having sex in this episode. Okay. Might have been Tom and Belena because they're a thing now. Woo! Uh, Ow! And then, oh, and then Harry Kim. I put Harry Kim is a sassy bitch. Uh, and then he has an ensign's log. And this is this is just a mild, uh, euf- like I'm mildly changing his words, but uh, Harry Kim's ensign's log was ensign's log. I'm trying to snag this computer bitch, but it's not working. End log. So he's talking about trying to get after seven of nine. Um, and it's creepy. 
So everyone's trying to have sex. Uh, but then they find this like engineer guy and Belena goes and is like trying to work with him. Uh, and he is a hologram, just like the computer is, Jared. <gasps> Or the doctor, doctor yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, I got you. So, uh, and they, they get the doctor to uh, go and talk to him as well. And the doctor shows him his mobile emitter and everyone on the ship is dead. And they're like, what happened? Because he's basically this other yeah. plant or the place's doctor. And he's just telling him, he's like, you know, it's just not safe here. I'm the only one left. I, I'm a hologram. I can't be killed. And then the whole time this guy's just saying really weird things. Like he watches Belena eat and he's just like, you nimble like a fish in more more passive are you saying if this were a movie this storyline this would be like a uh mads mickelson slash uh fast bender character oh a hundred percent a mads mickelson for uh for sure so this guy is just kind of like in the background always doing really weird creepy stuff and belena like knows that he's being bad and it's just like you gotta beam out of there girl like she clearly knows she's like this guy's going to try to kill me but she stays there anyways and it's like girl you gotta leave this guy's bad news. Um, so anyways, the computer, this hologram is uh, just killing everybody. <laughs> oh, and uh, he's a serial killer on the ship. But oh, uh, no, I thought it was super funny, dude. Like, uh, I don't know why. It's not like it's not like so bad. It's funny or anything like that. It was just for some reason when I was watching this, I was like, this episode is fucking hilarious. Like, I like it. So you, you should check out Revulsion, Jared. Revulsion okay. is good stuff. I see. I see. Good stuff. And why don't uh, I could end it on a nice even six here uh, where uh, I could go 406. Sure. Uh, PTSD strikes seven of nine, which is apparently the actual IMDb credit here, which I did not realize. Oh, two out of four stars. Ooh, it's okay. It's uh, she's having like Borg flashbacks and um, it's not bad, but uh, I don't know. It was, it was just the episode that has to be in there. They're like, well, we got to get uh, this 7 and 9 episode out of the way kind yeah. of thing. So, Well, according, apparently, Bustle recommends this episode as one of seven episodes to watch as background for Star Trek Picard. Really? Well, I mean, that that does kind of make sense. Like, Because if she is in Picard and if yeah. Picard is about, like, Borg and stuff, I mean, that makes sense. It's it's okay. It's not a bad episode. It's, uh, it's just fine. Just kind of fine. Yeah. yeah. PTSD. And uh, maybe I'm just going to leave it right there. Yeah? You maybe don't six you... is a, a nice little number. Yeah, you don't want to talk about scientific method. Uh, Well, I don't know if I have that much to say. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. I'll do that, and then I'll leave it, because then that'll yeah. be Yerathel. Beautiful. Uh, so 407. Here's my, here's my strange note. Erotica Trek slash Progeria, three out of four stars. Ooh. So uh, this is the scientific method. Uh, what what do we got on uh, IMDb here? A string of bizarre illnesses afflicts the Voyager crew. The Doctor and Seven of Nine uncover a team of alien researchers existing out of phase performing medical experiments on the ship's crew. Uh, yeah, I remember this now. Um, so there's this group of aliens, and they're just kind of doing experiments on everyone, and nobody knows that. It's kind of like the, uh, the TNG episode where... Um, they get abducted and it's the aliens operating on uh on the crew it's kind of like that so i liked it it was good it was good and the, the aliens are not they don't think they're doing anything bad they're just they're just trying to see what would happen when you when you mess around with people which i think is pretty neat like literally i think it's pretty neat literally neat literally like clean yeah. uh i wouldn't use clean 
but definitely neat. Okay. Definitely neat. So, uh, yeah, that's a Voyager for you, bud. Outstanding. Another Uh another, uh, breathtaking review. I know. A deep dive into Voyager. Happy to please. Good. Outstanding. Mm -hmm. Uh, Got any news, guy? No. I thought I did for a second. Remember Remember how Amazon bought MGM? Or is buying MGM? Yeah, I mean they can buy whatever they want. No? Amazon owns uh, James Bond movies. Is that good or bad? Oh, uh, I mean, if you care about James Bond movies, it might be like, oh, they're gonna be on Prime someday. They're on Crave right now. Yeah, um, all of them. So yeah, they're still. Not, I'm not. I'm not watching them. No, but they're, they're not, there. Well, they're not good. They're not good. It's well, the, I. I mean, I think I would get a little enjoyment out of some of them, but. You'd be surprised. You should do it, RJ. There you go. Another another project for you. Yeah, yeah okay. I was gonna say when when do you uh, when do you propose I do this uh, this uh, James Bond watch through? Yeah. You do it like uh, on your breaks at work. At work? Yeah. Just on my little breaks, and instead of trying to get much needed uh, rest and uh, quiet, uh, I just watch some James Bond movies. Is that uh, the yeah, idea? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, if you say so, man. I. It's like I said, I, I got to take you at your word. You and Jason Kenny, you're the only two I trust. Um, how about this uh, article from The Telegraph? Six things we learned from the Friends reunion. Nope. No, thank you. It's not it. It's like a, I mean, it's like a, a table side like thing, that Friends reunion. It's just, it's just the six of them hanging out. Who wants this? People. I mean, I guess. I know Friends is wildly popular, but, like, they're not going to do anything. They're just going to sit there. Answer questions. It'll be like uh, when Jonathan Frakes, they'll need a Chandler to take the mic and start asking all the questions that uh, fans usually ask so he can just get them out of the way, Frakes style. You remember Frakes. Jonathan Frakes? Yeah, remember he went up in uh, at that Q and A, and he just started asking all the yeah. dumb questions yeah. that they always get asked. Yes, that's what Chandler should do. Yeah, I've heard some people say, "Oh, he was slurring his words in an interview." We're really worried about him. Who freaks? No, uh, Chandler. Chandler? Well, he 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 was on cocaine for a long time, mm. which is, I believe, public knowledge. And if not, I retract my statement. Okay then. He he did have some fun. Is what I'm trying to say. So that's the news for the week. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could move on with our lives and uh, start talking about a movie. Let's do it. Why not? Let's let's try to get under three hours today. Let's. Let's. Yes. Or less. Hopefully. That'd be nice. Okay. Well, <laughs> after after the break, um, um, I'm going to conduct a, a symphony. What kind? Uh, of the musical kind. But what kind, though? Uh, uh, it's a pretty good show. Like uh, a pretty good show of yeah. a concert? Yeah. I didn't believe uh, like symphonies could be good shows. They can, and they were. Learning new stuff every day. And they will be, as you'll find out. When? In like three minutes. Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine God, I gotta be down 
20th Century Fox brings you one of the most enjoyable and fascinating motion pictures that has ever borne its trademark. This prize package of amusement stars Rex Harrison as a world-famous conductor, Linda Darnell as his beautiful and flirtatious wife, Rudy Valley as his wealthy, moronic brother-in-law, Barbara Lawrence as his pert and saucy sister-in-law, and many others of your favorite entertainers. Unfaithfully Yours is six kinds of picture all rolled into one. It is a picture of great music. A picture of sheer terror. A picture of hilarious comedy. Keep cool, Alfred, my sentient aunt. I am outraged. Please, Alfred, no, as my opinion has always been of you all. As little as I've ever expected of chivalry or even common dignity today, you've sunk below even yourself. This is the sewer, the nadir of good manners. Oh, I'm so sorry. A picture of tense drama. What's that on the floor? Oh, it's the razor. Don't touch that. Might have fingerprints on it. Oh, Tony, Tony, what have you done? A picture of sparkling dialogue. I don't know what's the matter with him tonight. Too much temperament. Give me the simple viewpoint. You've got it, boy. You don't have to yearn for it. A picture of high-temperature romance. You do everything so well. You taught me, darling. Yes, this is another hit by the man who gave you the miracle of Morgan's Creek. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about Unfaithfully Yours from 1948, directed by Preston Sturgis. Mm. RJ, the tagline yes. for this film. Okay. Will somebody, quote, unquote, get her tonight? And that's a T-O-N-I-T-E. T Why did they spell it like that? Because it's the forties, they they don't got oh. they don't, that's like you get to see a whole letter that way. Well, I mean, they probably have to pay per letter for in the marquee, you know. Well, on the poster. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe back then you did have to pay for posters as well. I don't know. What do you I mean? wasn't alive. What do you think uh, "get her" means? Well, when you describe that, when like, because you know, when we're done podcasting, you're like, "I'm gonna go try to get her." What do you what do you mean by that? I'm gonna get her. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I never have said that before. Well, not on air. At not, least. Yeah, not recorded. So, like when you've or I, I say, I usually I usually say get them, get them. But em. you're usually referring to a single woman or a group of women, no? Mm-hmm. All women. All women. Yeah. Get, get yeah. Em. Large. Oh, yeah, you're kind of an exhibitionist. I think you usually go for the large crowds. That's right. That's what exhibitionist means, right? Um, I, I don't know what you're thinking or what the images that you're painting for our dear listeners. I'm I'm innocent. I'm just I'm just talking about what I notice here, what I see. Okay. That's all. Okay. These are just the things that I see, Jared. I don't I don't I don't know what to I don't know what else to tell you. So uh, a synopsis for yeah. unfaithfully yours. Okay. Before he left for a brief European visit. Symphony conductor Sir Alfred de Carter, usually uh, 
or sorry, casually, asked his staid brother-in-law, August, to look out for his young wife, Daphne, during his absence. August mm-hmm. has hired a private detective to keep tabs on her. But when the sure. privatized report suggests Daphne might have been canoodling, canoodling, RJ. Excuse me? Such strong language here on the show. I know. With his secretary. Oh, my god. Sir gosh. Alfred begins to imagine how he might take his revenge. Wow. Wow. I don't know, Jared. That sounds pretty serious. I didn't think this was that serious of a show, but it really sounds like it. Yeah, it's not good. Not good. Uh, So this is a Preston Sturgis movie. We've talked about him before. We talked about about Lady Eve. We talked about that Sullivan's in his travels. Sure we did. It seems like a lifetime ago. Well, for you, maybe. It's like yesterday for me. The whole world's changed since then, and uh, this is a new offering for me. I've never seen this one. I'd seen the other two previously, but really, that's the end of the line for Prez. Um, so this is this was new new information from Prez. Uh, yeah, the Prez. Yeah. You do you ever call him Prez Belusky? I don't. Oh, that okay. that would be horrible. Well, and that's a character's name, is it not? And yeah. they call him Prez. Yeah. Prez. Yeah. Bo. Yeah. yeah, the wire. We all, we all know Ski. it. Yeah, well, well, I'm trying to paint a picture for the listeners out there. Where I'm, I'm sharing my screen with the podcasters, right? That's yeah. how that works? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm glad that they all got good. a little bit of that. Excellent. Beautiful. Yep. Awesome. Um, so I, yeah, I was going to this blind. I figured uh, after last week's movie, which I feel was a, a, a success, despite... Mm-hmm. Uh, a, str- a strange uh, philosophy and content on display of the movie. It was sure. still like very viewable, very watchable, and I was all yeah. for it. And with this movie going into it, I'm like, ooh, screwball comedy. Uh, described as a screwball black comedy. Ooh la la. Yeah, I'm all over that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. I didn't. Yeah. Just whatever you said, I wasn't sneezing or anything. Not at all. Mm mm. So, uh, it's, it was weird watching this movie because I was like, wait a minute. Didn't we just watch this (laughs) like a couple months ago? Wasn't Uh, it, wasn't it Italian before it wasn't? Well, yeah, that is the distinction. The one we watched earlier was an Italian style killing your wife, but it was was a divorce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is a more straightforward kill your wife kind of thing. Yeah. So don't get them confused. I see. That's an easy okay. mistake to make. Right. But. So um, the movie kicks off with mm-hmm. uh, Sir Alfred de Carter, who's arriving back to America. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, dialogue exchanges. Sturgis, Sturginian? Sturgin? Sturginian dialogue? Di- dialogue, yes. A lot of quips. A lot of quacks. Yes. Zippers. Zappers, zippers and zappers. Yeah, that's right. What what about scallywhappers? You ever mm, heard of those? Uh, this movie just never gets to that level. What about scallions? Scallions? Who love? Who doesn't yeah. love scallions? Were they present though? I don't think so. Okay. Just in the food. Oh, okay. Keep describing that while I get a tissue from across the table. Very well, RJ. I will go into greater depth describing how this film opens up. So, uh, 
we're introduced to a, a whole array of characters and we see uh-huh. uh <laughs> yeah thank you for joining me yeah um, yeah i'm here yeah i see that uh daphne's waiting there's a bunch of confusion of like where the plane is and there's a bunch of jokes of where the plane isn't and then we get that great line you know the great thing about planes is they always have to come down eventually <laughs> <laughs> now would you describe that as a zinger a zapper or uh something in between uh that's a that's a full-on knee slap it's a knee slap no Maybe for you. That, that, might be, that might even, like, be one in the ribs. You know, someone, like, someone's laughing so much, and then they, like, uh, uh in the ribs. And you go, and you get, you're hearing this guy? you hearing this in the theater? So you getting this? you seeing yeah. this? Yeah. Planes! <laughs> Planes. What do you think? Uh, did Leno review this movie? Jay? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Man, see, that's who they should get to write the uh, opening essays for these films is Leno. I feel like he should definitely do commentary tracks. Oh, let, let, 100%. Him, let, let him rift. He's a genius. I mean, I'm honestly like, I don't know why he hasn't been. He could do commentaries of our podcast. Right. He could. He could. Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, uh, the plane does arrive. After much shenanigans, and uh-huh. we get introduced to Rex Harrison, and uh, he's a guy. Like, I mean, yeah, he is. He's, a an, he's an Englishman of great uh, orchestral renown. He knows how to conduct with the best of them. Is, is conducting a real art? Do you think? Well, I was uh, I was going to ask you the same kind of question. <laughs> okay. Like, like, basically, like, is the conductor, is it, is it just some dude who vibes out and just really kind of plays up what he's listening to? Like, yeah, he's just a hype man, right? He's a hype man. You like, because, I mean, he doesn't need to be there, does he? Those guys all have their sheet music. Does there need to be a conductor? Well, I guess he, um, I mean, if he's not going to tell you you don't need him, you know? Well, I know he would say that, but yeah. like he's that guy. Other... Yeah, he's that guy at the office where you're like, I don't, I don't know if this person really does anything. But everyone's like, oh no, 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 he's very important. And you go, really? I mean, we have these sheets of paper. No, 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 no. You can't read those. You're, you can't read that yourself. You'll get lost in the moment. And you, See, we have a guy for that. I don't know. There's, there's probably some rules because uh, I don't know if either one of us has any musical inclinations whatsoever about the importance of the conductor. I'm oh, sure, I mean, I do. I'm sure there's like a three minute YouTube video that would explain it. The magic of the conductor. Uh, I feel like we we could have an easier, lazier approach and just assume that we know and then just go with that. Yeah. Just say, OK. Right. So this guy's a big deal to some. To some. Loved yeah. by some. Ignored by many. So, so he's an older man, and his yeah. wife is a younger woman. Yeah, it's uh, it is made note of a few times. Yeah, it's part of the tension of this film, I guess, on the whole, because that's what leads into this whole thing where, you know, you know, Sir Al he tells uh, his brother-in-law August. Of course, his name is August. They're pro- all pro- named probably August. Sh- probably short for Augustus. What about Augustine? Augustine. Yeah. I don't know. It's very uh, popey. Augie. Augie Farks? Do you remember him? Augie Henschler. I don't know that one. Anyway, that's the name of the character in this movie. So um, (laughs) he said, hey, keep an eye on her. Just make sure she's okay while I'm away. And he's like, oh, I understand. Keep an eye on the hussy. And then he went, 
wink and, right and, into and, the camera. And what do you do in the 40s? You hire a private dick to keep an eye on things, if you know what I'm saying. That probably would have been a pretty lucrative trade to be a detective back then, no? Uh, like I don't know, five bucks a week or something. Like, oh, some good, good scratch. Think about inflation. That that almost be ten now. At least you could get a whole meal with ten bucks. Mm-hmm. I think you could, you can go to McDonald's once a week. Well, maybe space it out a little bit. No. Can't go every day or every week. You shouldn't. Yes, but somewhere. Yes. What were we doing? Uh, I don't know. We're talking about this plot. This movie doesn't oh, have much right. of a plot. I, I'm going to say, RJ, that this was a very long 105 minutes. I thought that this was a full two hours when I was watching it. And I was surprised when I looked and I said, that wasn't over two hours long. I think this took me three hours to watch. Uh, Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. There's a See, lot of like, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like, oh, uh, it's been like no time at all, but nothing's happening. It, or it's like, I already know where this is going. So anyway, this Sir Al, he, he, has, he has a big problem with uh, the fact that his brother-in-law hired a detective to look after his girlfriend, or sorry, his wife. And uh, of course, this detective's name's Sweeney, which means, of course, he's Irish. We, we all knew that was coming, right? I mean, I, I thought he just had a sweet tooth. Faith and Begora. Who? Faith and Begora. What about Faith and Begora? Oh, you'll one day you'll understand, RJ. Wait, wait till we meet an Irishman. I I don't know any. Well, one day you will. Oh, okay. One day you'll watch uh, Leprechaun. Well, I would have watched it last year when uh, everyone was in lockdown, but uh, Prime added it a day after St. Patrick's Day. Remember? They boned you. They, yeah, they really beefed it, mm-hmm. is what they would say. Um, at some point, there's a fire in the, I don't know, the the green room, in the preparation room at the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, there, and it's, like, hilarious. Uh, well, it's very... Um, this movie bounces a, around a lot between yeah. trying to be, like, super serious and then trying to be slapsticky, like, like oh, boy, like, silly, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does do those things. Uh, yeah. So anyway, of course, it's very contrived stuff. It's comedy, but that that yeah. that bad kind where you're like, oh, he's she's having an affair, and we have to figure out who it is, and he can't believe it, and now he's suspicious of everybody and very jealous mm-hmm. and quick to anger. And then when he starts uh, finding out, oh, it's this guy. He was with her. She was gone for 38 minutes in her, in this room. And we have to figure this all out. And we're, oh, this is unexcusable. I'm not even going to bring it up to her before. I, I want revenge. <laughs> well, I mean, how do you do stuff? Do you, do you ever like, not even confront, but do you ever communicate the things that you're thinking or do you just act on them? Act on my violent impulses? Yeah. Mm, nope. I can't say I do that. That's not something that you do usually. No, no, it is not. That's not my. Oh, okay. That's not how I roll. Uh, but in in comedies, in black comedies, which I, again, I, I I'm going to say that because I, I don't buy it. Uh, yes. I, I, I mean, there is times where the it is that that Sturgeon dialogue. 
that's great to hear. Yeah, but, but I feel like it's only in the first half an hour. Yeah, because then it changes into a completely yeah. different movie in, for like 15, 20 minutes during the uh, the set pieces where you have like different pieces of like, you know, classic orchestral music. A little bit of uh, my favorite, uh, Tannhauser. A little little Va- oh, little, little Tonhauser guy, yeah, huh? a little little Wagner. Uh, that's a pretty great, moving piece of music, and it's actually used during the most like underwhelming fantasy of uh, Alfred's. Um, the the main one, the first. So yeah, what happens is Alfred's like scheming. He's got an idea. He wants to make everybody pay. They're all going to pay, RJ. And, Tell me more about that. Well, he as he's composing one night, he's he's concocting this what he's going to do afterwards. And every time they do this, uh, they do a zoom in on his face and into his eye, and as you get into his mind, and he sets up a perfect oh. crime using a sound recorder. <laughs> it goes pretty seamlessly, too, hey. Like if if you were trying to do that, do you think it would go uh, work as smoothly as no, it did for him? No, it wouldn't. But of course, mm-hmm. it's a fantasy, right? It's uh, the dis- that's where there's some. I think that's some ripe material for some comedy. Perhaps satire. Do you think it's right uh, nope. for? Nope. No. 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 Absol- Not sad. Absolutely incorrect. No. Is it skewering in any way? <sighs> Satire, skewering, biting. Or the, no. This no. film. It's not. No, it's not. It's fucking okay. not. So, yeah. So he goes through a fantasy of that, and then he goes through another one where he like they beg for his forgiveness, and he parts mm. things amicably. And then in the third one, uh, some Russian roulette is had. Uh, yes. In, uh, the third fantasy, right? Yeah. Did you mention the second fantasy is where it's all nice and Everything's dandy? good. Yeah. And that's during Tannhauser. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I believe it's, uh, the overture to Rossini's Semiramide. That is the first one. And, um, uh, uh wow. Tchaikovsky's Francesca da Ramini is used, uh, during the, when he's like, I'm gonna, let's play Russian roulette. And then he shoots himself in the head. And then we get like a 1948 self-inflicted gun wound in, in this comedy. Pretty. That pr- bleeds out. Pretty edgy. I mean, I was surprised to see. I, I was too. I was. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised. I was like, oh shit. They dunked it. Mm-hmm. Which is, they did the thing that you didn't think they were going to do. Yeah. Dunks. Yeah. Duncan. Uh, anyway, so what happens is we get the reality of these fantasies where Alfred's like, I'm going to get them good. I'm going to I'm going to murder my wife. But Pratt falls befall him as he's like, I got to get the sound recorder to set it up. Oh, there's a bunch of light bulbs in front of it. Oh, they're all going to come crashing to the ground. And we had and then- some uh, some Fred Olin Ray esque sound effects. To really drive home the comedy. There's some real, like, whap, fop sounds, like fop. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so when uh, when he when he's going to get the equipment and he's using that chair to get it, uh, how many times did you bust out, bust a gut <laughs> in that 20-minute segment? None. <laughs> None. But did it, did it also no. feel like to you that it was about 20 minutes long? Yeah, that chair scene. Yeah, every everything felt long. Yeah, that that scene particularly though, like I know I, I exaggerate, but that scene is legitimately about six minutes, I think, which is an eternity in a in a movie. Yeah, to watch a guy try to get on a chair for six minutes. Yeah, and then he falls 
his records break and then his wife comes home and he's like, Oh, I'm going to try to conceal it. And then the truth starts coming out. And then like, it's like the, the, the hilariousness of one character is thinking that a character is saying one thing and the other character has no idea what the other person is actually saying. And it sounds very, uh, uh, illicit, but in fact, it's very mm-hmm. innocent, but there's like some key, you know, verb that's missing. Oh, it's so fucking funny. Oh, that's what I'm, I'm glad you liked it dude. Oh, man. I, was, I know you love this kind of stuff yeah, I couldn't I couldn't I mean the only thing that's funnier is like people eating out of garbage cans apparently to me but uh this oh, is legend. this is like number two on that list yeah yeah, yeah. It's but not, uh, I but mean it's not but it's it a isn't. close it's a close call yeah. though right yeah so yeah. uh anyway it turns out everything's fine. And uh, despite yep. the fact that uh, Sir Al was going to murder his wife mm-hmm. and frame uh, her alleged lover, who wasn't actually that, uh, mm-hmm. everything's everything's great. And the end, oh, terrific! Yeah, it's all good. Great. Yeah. Well, well, you had me worried for a second. I was like, he he's gonna kill her, and then it said he's gonna kill himself. And I said he's gonna let her go without a fight. I was really concerned, but now that you tell me that things work out. Well, shit. Sounds like a grade A movie, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, perhaps monstrous. <laughs> of its Monstrous time, of, good? Of its time, 1948. Well, I mean, there's other... When when did Lady Eve come out? Oh. Uh, I brought this up like a week ago. When did it come out? I think it was, was it the same year. Uh, is this one? No, of... Um, heaven Can Wait. Oh, um... I don't know. Okay, wait, so this was in 48, and Lady Eve was in 41. No, so, 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 seven... so, so Sullivan's Travels was 41. Did they come out the same year? Shit, I guess so. Damn, Damn fuck. That was, that, that was a hell of a year. And, when, and then what happened? Uh, well, I don't know. We don't know because, uh, yeah, Lady Eve is, uh, I love that movie. Sullivan's Travels mm-hmm. is pretty good. Sullivan's Travels is good. This, this on the other hand, though, I don't know. Well, I guess uh, time makes fools of us all, right? That's right. Hey, did you know Preston Sturgis' real name is Edmund Preston Biden? What? Do you think he's related to Joe? <laughs> big, big Joe? Do you think so? Because I think I just uncovered a plot to uh, steal America, is what it sounds like. Oh, no. He's going to kill Dr. Jill? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Th- he, this is actually one of the longer bios I've ever seen on Letterboxd. It's usually like four lines, like, was a person, went to the moon, died. And then you go, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, what were you talking about? Oh, yeah. So you say you don't like this show, hey? Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Yeah, what? tell me more. Tell me more. I don't know. It, it just, I mean, Heaven Can Wait worked just fine. So it's not like the mm-hmm. material or whatever. But, yeah, I just, I, I didn't think the story was that interesting. I didn't think that the way that it was told was particularly great. Okay. Um, it's kind of like weird too, because you have like one week you have like this like the nerd character. Last week, what was the name of the cousin? Angus. <laughs> yeah, cousin Angus. Uh, I'll, I'll go look. It's was it was, was it Albert? Was it Albert? It might. It's and, either. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty it sure it was, it was Albert last week, and this week we got August, and we got his horny wife. Yeah. Because she's What's like, it going to be next week, Jared? Um, Angus. Ang- will it be Angus? I bet it's Angus. Angus. It's gotta beef. be. Yum. Angus beef. Yeah, it's a that's a, it's Italian next week, RJ. Oh, so yeah, so uh, 
beef steak, Angus beef. I gotcha. That'd be a sick name for a person, actually. Like Angus was their first name, and then Beef is their last name. Angus Saint Beef. Angus Saint. I mean, this this person's writing themselves. Mm. If you know what I mean. Yeah, writing themselves into existence, just like John Criterion. Well, yeah. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, I don't know. So here's some production notes because <laughs> I don't have much to say about this movie. It just kind of left me. Sure. Uh, wishing I'd watch Lady Eve again. That's good. Uh, so Preston Sturgis, RJ, wrote the original screenplay for Unfaithfully Yours in 1932. I don't know. You tell me. I did. I'm telling you he did. Oh. Yeah. And originally, oh, originally, he wanted to make this like, I don't know, 1938. But he would have wanted Gene Tierney, who was in last week's movie, to play the wife. <laughs> Man, it's like it's like everyone in Hollywood knows each other. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, this made of this character was sort of a uh, send up of a f- real life famous English pro- conductor named Sir Thomas Beecham, and apparently Beecham he, he was warned by studio attorneys to tone down the parallels. To tone down the parallels to Beecham. Yep. I mean, who hasn't, who hasn't like mistakenly been beachumed before? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like me, Shia LaBeouf, we 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 keep doing Beecham stuff. He's just so influential. Are you aware that Sir Thomas Beecham's grandfather was Thomas Beecham, a chemist who invented Beecham's pills, a laxative? Ooh, he's that Beecham's. That Beecham's, and <laughs> it is speculated. <laughs> That Sturgis named his character to Carter after Carter's little liver pills. Huge. I mean, honestly, wow. I've been just I've been to, talking about Beecham's for years. I, I just I had no idea. Dude, there's a lot to unpack here, I know. I mean, this is this is the most I've I've Wow. So you know there was a uh, a a work cut of this that was screened in June of uh 48 that was 127 minutes long oh uh, i mean that's what it felt like when i was watching it and i know it's almost like man where's those missing what, minutes that it feel like they're here already what did they cut out like two more uh fantasies uh, maybe maybe when you were watching this and like i know they zoom into the eye and that's how they started off but when it's the first scenario did you know it was a scenario, or did you think that was what knew, was actually happening? I, I knew it was a scenario because they were because inside I, the mind because they zoomed into his eye. I thought that was just fancy camera work, and I thought it was actually happening. And I was like, "Oh, oh. shit!" I was like, "Is this guy doing this thing for real?" No. And then it and then I snapped back to reality. And he murdered. And I went, yeah, he murdered. It's a it's a pretty good setup, I guess. You know, you get the tape recorder that you just scream into, and then you just play it at seventy eight RPMs, and then suddenly it's like a completely different person's voice screaming like a woman. That's <laughs> you're the... think you're thinking too much. No, 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 I'm not. I'm just I'm just saying it's pretty cool. You're you're thinking too much, Jerry. It's it's fun. Just it's go fu- with it's, it. it's funny. I I know you love things but, that are no, fun, but seriously, right? like you know. A couple months ago, we were watching Divorce Italian Style, and we have a guy who's concocting. But in that one, he's actually trying to, like, cuckold himself to justify killing everybody, mm-hmm. or at least his wife. And he also uses yeah. a, like, recording device. He does? Yeah. No. But he's, but so he's trying to build evidence for it. Well, this, he's he's staging it. 
So do you think that during the pick, like the choices of where these movies landed, do you think John Criterion was going through some stuff in his marriage at that time? I, I feel well, I mean, I was thinking of because uh, we have a uh, recently too, sort of doom, which is also a samurai uh, at one point kills his own wife. So do you think this is John or is this a Gary collection kind of thing? Well, maybe he's trying to speak to the Gary's, but Gary has never been married. Not that we know of. He's, there was that one time down in Mexico. No. It got annulled, but you know. No, 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 no. He hasn't. He's never traveled outside of the state. Actually, that does fit better for his character. I mean, mm. maybe he did get married online to a, a mm. lady in Russia at some time, but that yeah. one was probably annulled. But, so. she never, but she never came. Yeah, she never came. But, but, the girls but, never but, came, man. But the, but the money left. Well, yeah. You, I mean, you gotta, right? Apparently, RJ, the film's release was delayed to avoid any backlash from the suicide of actress Carol Landis in July. It was rumored that uh, Landis and Rex Harrison had been having an affair and that she committed suicide when Harrison refused to get a divorce and marry her. Harrison discovered Landis's body in her home. And you and you hear um, you you in your case, you hear that. And I read that and you go, oh, huh, world's weird, huh? But then you're like, wait a minute. This is like a lived experience of somebody, like a an, yeah. a, an actor human being. And you're like, oh, you come home. This person's like killed themselves. And it's like, how did they do that? How, how did they try? And you're like, oh, that's like gruesome. Uh, I've never heard this anecdote before. I'm not even sure really who Carol Landis was. Um, I think she's married or I think she's related to Max. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, so no relation. She was, uh, oh, speaking of that, uh, her last, no, her first marriage was annulled. Uh, ooh, and then, was and that then, a then, Russian deal? And then it got, then she got remarried to the same person the same year again, and they were married for another uh, five years. Do you think that's ever worked? People who like get married, get and, divorced, and then get married again? And, and her last husband was one W. Horace Schmidlap. Schmidlap? Schmidlap. I've never heard. I've I never seen no Schmidlap before. That sounds made up. Believe it. What do you think that person's occupation was? Actor. That person Schmidlap was an actor too. W Horace Schmidlap. Uh, actually, no, no, no. I'm all wrong on that. He uh, he was an investment banker and Broadway producer, and it was the fourth husband of actress. What's so? Yeah, you you got to watch out for those investment bakers. Yeah. They're the bakers. They're up to no good. mm Hmm. Because like, why are you investing in these cupcakes, my friend? Get you know what? You see what I did there? I, I hear ya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rex mm-hmm. Um, you, you you want any more uh, tidbits? Uh, I mean, I could tell you what I thought of the movie. If you oh, want. oh, yeah, okay. I'm, Unless oh, you have more to no, say. No, 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 no. It didn't do very well. It was a it was a flop. Uh, yeah, okay. So uh, I'll tell you my point of view here. Hey, RJ, what do you think of this movie? T- I, since you asked, Jared, I'll, I'll go right ahead and uh, tell you if that's uh, what you're I curious about. I would love of. to hear about it. All right. Um, well, I mean, I think I, I kind of let it loose a little bit in just, just in talking to you because I also thought this movie was super long. Um, I'm I'm warm to it. Like, I don't think it's it's doesn't come up to either of those movies either, or like the other ones we were talking about. So I'm, I'm kind of in the same spot with you. Um I think the first like 20 minutes is pretty good. Yep. Like, and like, that's what I was on board with where that was where the dialogue seemed like what I, I was kind of expecting. I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, this is what, what I, 
this is what I kind of expected from uh, old Sturge himself. Um, and then, so I like the setup to it, but then once we get into some of the uh, imaginations, like the first one I thought was fine. I was just like, yeah, okay. Dude wants to kill his wife. I also was kind of just like, is this what's really happening? With his straight just, razor. I know. Uh, and then like, it's so well executed. And then it cuts back to him just maniacally laughing as he, as he's conducting. And I went, Oh, neat. And then people tell him that's like the best he's ever been. It's yep. like, yes, he's, he's really being fueled by his, uh, rage to murder his wife. Well, and see, that's what I had thought as well. So I was kind of like this coup, this coup, but then, um, as it keeps going, I don't have a problem with like uh, the other two fantasies either. I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's that makes all that all makes sense. I do find this one has a very similar problem to what did we watch last week? Heaven can um, wait. Yeah, so similar to Heaven can wait, where it's just like in that one, I thought the the lady was a little quick to uh, bail on the whole situation when she found that receipt. This one too, I was like, well, this dude's a little quick to uh, mm -hmm. jump to right to killing his wife. Like, uh, without knowing anything. So, I mean, that's not really a critique on the movie itself, but, uh, of the, of people who do that, I suppose I was like, man, you're, a, you're a little fast to jump to this. Uh, what else was I going to say? Um, I think the fantasy things are fine. The dialogue is really good in the start, but, uh, I think the biggest problem is, uh, the, the comedy stuff doesn't land. Like, um, especially the, uh, the slapsticky stuff. Like I, it's just, it, I don't think it works very well. Like that chair scene felt like four hours to me trying to stand on that chair. And I was just like, it's like, I know what they're doing. And I know that some people will find this very funny and it's like, that's fine, whatever. But, uh, personally, I was just like, I am not into this at all. And, uh, I did think that with a lot of the comedy stuff where, as you kind of pointed out to the side effects where it's like, whoop, zoop and you're just like all right all right all right and it's not even anyone bending over with a uh, long butt no not even which is what you'd want but i think there's one moment where the guy's just standing there and like he's just holding stuff and they add one of those sounds it's like boop, and you're just like what is that you're like and you're just like why is that sound playing right now i don't understand I, um, well i do i understand it i, I just think it's uh tacky it's, yeah. like, it's just like oh, okay i don't know i don't know well, that's kind of that's I, kind I, of what i think i think this is a mess of a movie i uh yeah i don't think it's like um i don't hate it like i've ha hated right. a lot of criteria movies sure i think it's it's mostly just there for me it just yeah me too. i don't really like it but uh it um yeah i think the base problem for me is just the comedy stuff it just doesn't really work for me i'm just like eh. I'm not into this, but that first 30 minutes, man, it's not bad. It's decent. It's not bad. Yeah. So, uh, I think you and me are probably on the same page. I think yeah. it's fine. I mean, if you're really into these movies, you'll probably really love it. And that's cool. Uh, mm. I thought that I would really like it, but, uh, I, I hope yeah, I always comedy kind of wrecked it. But, uh, this wasn't the only movie we watched. Holy shit because no because, because of you I, because i found out in my research that uh there's a a, a remake of mm -hmm. this of unfaithfully yours and it came out in 1984 which is like 1948 but like re reversed do you think they planned it like that uh i, I think it's it was uh serendipitous i think it all came together 
It's like Andrew buys these crackers sometimes. One side is cracker, one side is pretzel. I think they're called rect- rectum reversos or something. Rectum reversos. I think there's uh, other words for those things. Prolapse for one. Well, I mean, if so you're, t- t- tell if, me if about you, your prolapse biscuits. You prolapse, you you got a you got bigger issues on your hands, my friend. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what whatever you said. It rectum made me think of those reversos. I'll send you a picture. I uh, that's what they're called. I'm pretty confident. You're pretty rectum confident. reverso. Just Google it. Okay. Google image search that. No, I'm good. Okay, we're gonna, we're going to talk about fucking Dudley Moore. <laughs> Uh, okay, what about Dudley Moore? Dudley Moore, are, do you know Dudley Moore at all? Like as a I man, mean, kind of man, the legend, Arthur himself. Kind of. Uh, the, I mean, like the, I don't the, really know Arthur, but the, the, the voice of like one of the animal, or I think he narrates um, Milo and Otis, aka oh a, shit, Animal Grindhouse Snuff Party. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we got yeah Dudley Moore is just one of those guys that. Is probably, I I can't say I have that strong of opinion about him one way or another, but I also I think I fucking hate him because yeah I think so because as a kid, like this guy would show up on my TV on a Saturday Sunday afternoon when like movies would come on and Mm -hmm. stuff like crazy people would show up. What's Uh, crazy people? It's a it's a movie with with him in it. Um. Probably Arthur, Arthur Two on the Rocks. Ooh, that sounds bad. Uh, this Santa Claus the movie is wretched. Uh, I hate it, hate it, hate it. It's called Santa Claus the movie. Santa Claus the movie. Mm, okay. Yeah, it never really took off as a Christmas movie, but it was like a real uh, attempt at doing that. Well, they remade it into uh, the Santa Claus, the Tim Allen movie. Right. So. Yeah. Just, just go with what you did. Best they before. got it, yeah. They got it right the second time. Yeah. So, yeah, I I'm not going to be won over by any of the Dudley Moore shtick. I I don't even care that much for uh, bedazzled. Which like the Dudley Moore bedazzled? You're not talking about the Brendan Fraser bedazzled. Right? No, yeah, I'm talking about the OG bedazzled. Have you ever Rick seen Kyle the Brendan Welsh. Fraser bedazzled? I have not. You should check it out. You yeah. might like it. Yeah, the whole, like, I don't know. I've never gotten the Peter Cook, Dudley Moore thing. They were a comedy duo. People love it, but not me. Not this guy? Not this guy. No, no. not this guy. So Dudley Moore, 1980s, like, comedy? Oh, boy, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, as soon as you told me, I was like, it sounds like the best day of my life. <laughs> I watched it right after i watched uh, the criterion yeah that's 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 wild i do yeah. love the movie poster of this like where he's it's like not bad. he's like crawling creepily out of like a torn sheet of uh, uh music, sheet paper, music sheet music and he's like just got this stupid smirk on him he's got this fucking knife <laughs> and, and it's like so beigey it's such a like it's you know off white color all the way through uh mm-hmm. N- natasha kinsky is uh the, his wife in this she's mm-hmm. the and uh of course i made me remind me of like there's a quote about i think natasha kinsky apparently slept with all her directors but really all of them all of them except for if did not like leonard leonard oh leonard um leonard cohen no oh fuck what's his name uh schrader paul schrader <laughs> yeah paul schrader she didn't like him sexually or yeah. as a director uh sexually 
Well, I wonder why. Like, what's that about? I think it's like there's some crazy quote about it on like the Cat People IMDb. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Natasha Kinski's in this. She's whatever. Our Armand Asante. It's the type of movie that's got guys named Armand Asante and Richard Libertini. That's what that's what we're playing with here, folks. And but you know what though? This has got Albert Brooks in it, and I mean, I like Albert Brooks, but man. This I is, like Albert Brooks too, but not in this. Not in this. So not in this. This is just like who gives a shit? <laughs> like the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's about. I mean, what, what that's all you, you have to say about there, it. There's a pig mask. <laughs> How cool is the? I mean, the stills of that pig mask are a lot mm-hmm. better than anything yeah. that came out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Which I know we both agree on. Well, Some good it, stuff. It, it's, it's kind of reminiscent of like if you look up stills of uh, the clown murders uh, starring John Candy, you're going to be like, mm. holy fuck, this is like the greatest movie that's ever never, never been seen. And then you watch and you go, oh, no, this sucks, too. <laughs> this is just bad. No one wants to see this. This is the, the, the coolest title, The Clown Murders. With John Candy, you said? Yep. Hmm. Let me see some stills of this. Yeah. The Clown Murders with John Candy. Yeah. I mean, those are good-looking clowns. These are good-looking clowns, but it's, like, so murky, though. Yeah, it's a little... It leaves a little bit to be desired. This is just a picture from Canadian Bacon, so that's out of place here. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, maybe maybe it's not. Maybe that's part of the movie, too. Right. Yeah, it's barely... barely Not, not as much hot clown action as you would hope. That's... What kind of clown action? Hot clown... Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. You, you, you feel me. So, yeah, it's the exact same story, uh, but, like, more Ex- inept and more extended out, except uh, they take away the whole bit where the music plays mm-hmm. over his fantasies, because why would you include that? Yeah. Um, yeah, you kind of just, like, want Dudley Moore to, like, get fucked up even more than, like, anything else. Like, I hate this guy. I hate Dudley Moore. His character sucks, too. He's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's... Reminds me of Phil, just a bad dude. He's like Phil Collins. <laughs> uh, I mean, kind of. Yeah, I I don't know if I took him as a Phil Collins or there was something I thought when I when I saw him in this. And it's just it's like, like, like if you know. take Phil Collins and like put him through this like machine of like wind in the willows, and mm. he, he's got like that shitty George Harrison hair. Yeah, and uh, you're left with this guy, and. <laughs> You have the exact same story, all the plain beats, but it just seems like even more repetitive. It's easier to watch, I will say. Uh, yeah, I, I think this movie, like, it's only ninety six minutes, but it did seem to go by way faster than the uh, the Sturgis movie, which is wild. Surprising. Yeah, I would not have expected that, but it's mm-hmm. not interesting. Uh, but he also actually tries to go through with the plan, like, or things. He doesn't get interrupted. Because yeah. of his incompetence, he's like, "No, nah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to start drugging people," and then everyone he, goes, he tries. You, "You thought that we were, and you were going to kill? Oh, that's hilarious!" I um, oh, I was really oh, surprised Claude. at how how much they downplay it. Well, his name is Claude Eastman. <laughs> do you think that uh, they thought they were being clever with that? Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like. Okay, so the setup's all the same. And then instead of coming out of uh, the fan... Well, he comes out of the fantasy of killing her. And then instead of having other fantasies, he just actually tries to do it. He tries to kill them both. And then you're like, okay. And then it doesn't work out as well, which I actually... I was like, well, it's good to see that, like... 
they're like, well, he tries it and it doesn't work in his mind because why, how could it ever work that good? And it's like, yeah, that's how it would go. But uh, I was, I'm kind of with you where my biggest take away from that or my biggest take away from that uh, was after the fact, they're like, oh, you were going to kill us, you scoundrel. All right, well, <laughs> let's go get something to eat, hey? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, no, he was like actually trying to kill you. <laughs> that's right. And they're, they're just like, ah, no big deal. You see that pig mask? <laughs> It's like, yeah, just check out that mask he was wearing. Like, he literally tried to murder you. Yeah. And then it was like, mm, scoundrel, whatever. Well, he thought that we were having an affair. So it's uh, it's it's okay, right? Yeah. No big deal. No biggie. No biggie. So, yeah, I thought that was uh, strange. Yeah. But um, what are you going to do? Not watch this movie. Yeah, this movie stinks. No. Yeah, Dudley Moore uh, is not good. And I got to tell you, you know who is really bad in this movie? Hmm. Albert Brooks. <laughs> His delivery of lines where it's just like everything is like timed really bad where someone would be like, well, he tried to do this. And then you'd think the like the response would be right away like he tried to do what? But there's there's like a time gap, like as if someone was sh- like mouthing the lines to him off screen. And he'd be like, he tried to do what? And you're just like Albert Brooks acting. <laughs> so, yeah, this movie sucks. <laughs> you willed it upon me, yeah, which is the you, worst well, part, I guess. Hey, it's for the sake of completion. Well, you could have watched it. I didn't have to. Yeah. Well, no, oh, fuck, I'd be so mad if I watched this and you hadn't. Yeah, I know, but that's not what this relationship is built off of. It's not built off of spite and uh, <laughs> trying to bring each other. I mean, it is, but... <laughs> Only it's only one way, one way street. It's about mutual suffering, but also at times mutual pleasure. Uh, I don't know what that means. I want to hear about who hates uh, unfaithfully yours, 1948. I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess you're going to hear about it. Lance, half a star. I don't like Sturgis. (laughs) I mean, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I find Lance to be a very funny name. Like, there's nothing really funny about it, but it's like, what's your name? And be like, Lance. And you'd be like, Lance. Okay. Lance, a five-star Tokyo Olympiad. Do you remember Tokyo Olympiad, Jarrett? Yeah. They five-starred it. Okay. Uh, ooh, they five-starred Arthur with Dudley Moore. Oh, my God. So I wonder if they're a fan of the Dudley Moore films as well. They made the All these... Big fans. Might be, yeah. Lots of just like, uh, I don't know, lots of random stuff in there, like shorts and things, but they have a ton of half-star reviews, like a thousand half-stars. Like a thousand. Midsommar, they gave half a star too. That's pretty funny. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, a couple down, I think I've got Morgan. Oh, sure. Another name. Well, Lance Morgan. Morgan. One. Ooh, this, is, uh, this is one Lance. and a half stars. Lance Morgan would be an interesting name. Yeah, it would be. Um, One and a half stars. Men are just like that. Uh, I'm kind of picking up what Morgan's vibing on. Whoever Morgan is, their bio says, movies suck and you're fucking stupid if you like them. (laughs) And I mean, I got to give it to them. They they cracked the code. They did it. They they really did it. What are their five-star movies? Uh, well, their favorite films are The Long Kiss Goodnight. 
from 96 with Sammy Jackson. Yeah, okay. True Lies. Uh-huh. Something called Try Harder, which looks like a uh, independent short film, which maybe they made or something. I don't know, because it came out this year. Uh, and Tess from 79. What else? They don't have a lot of five-star films. True Lies. True Pretty Lies. Woman. R- Roman Polanski movies. Yeah. Uh, Double Mommy from 2016. That sounds like porn. I don't know what that is. The poster looks questionable as well. Uh, they five-starred Heathers, Punch Drunk Love, John Mulaney fan. Oh, five stars to Green Book, Jarrett. Ooh. So you know they mean business. Mm-hmm. Um, they half a starred The Last Wave, the Australian. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa. Half a star to 2001, A Space Odyssey? Strange. Very mm, strange. Yeah. Uh, nothing else here, but the that was weird. Weird. And finally, we've got uh, Jun Han. Oh, yeah. I know Jun Han. Two stars. Yep. By the last third of the film, all I could think about was how better the film would be if Cart Grant played the main character. <laughs> that, is Fuck, the, I... that is the only reason I selected this. And uh, <laughs> I approve. I approve this message of Cart Grant. I, I mean... I think a lot of movies could be improved with Cart Grant. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I genuinely do. Um, this is an interesting doc. Uh, their their bio says, I see movie, period. Movie good, Sweet. period. I like it. I like, I like June's uh, hustle. Yeah, so June's from South Korea. Yep. Favorite films include Possession, Persona, uh, it's such a beautiful day that sad animated film, mm-hmm. and then Soap Yoonji from 1993, huh. which I don't know what that is, but they don't have a, not a lot of half star films. Let's see if they got any other ones. Dead Poet Society they gave one star. That's kind of weird. But no, I I want that. I would agree. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, maybe maybe everyone thought you would agree, but yeah. I just mean in general. Um, I don't know. I wonder if uh, here's a, rev- a two-star review of Joker they did. The fact that this film is still one of the most popular films on Letterboxd depressed me. There's Aww. not much to say there. No. Okay. Oh, well. I think I think it's going to be tough for June to top Cart. Cart Grant? Cart Grant. I mean, I'm, I'm, think- I'm still thinking about it. I wish we had Cart Grant right now. No. So it's too bad. No, let's wait for North by Northwest. No, we're not doing that. Get out of here. Get out of here. We will be. You might be. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you and special guest to be named at a later date. Sir Alfred Hitchcock. I mean, yeah, if he's not busy. Yeah. Actually, there's one more I'll share from uh, okay. Rob Patrick, two stars. There's a, there's a scene in this movie where a bumbling group of men attempt to extinguish a fire. In the background, Rossini's William Tell Overture plays for comedic effect. I have never been less interested in something. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, Rob Patrick. They have a link to a podcast, so it sounds like they're doing the podcast thing, Jared. Oh, no. They're also the director of programming at... Olympia Film Society. Don't know what that is. 
Uh, co-host of I-5 Cinema Bound. Okay. Favorite films include uh, Insignificance from 1985, Chunking Express, Certain Women from 2016, mm-hmm. and Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist from 2008. Wow. So uh, quite a medley of films. Bud. Bud. They have starred Mother. And they have starred uh, The Gift, which uh, have you have you seen The Gift? I have Joel not. I have not. I think you'd like The Gift, Jared. I think you would like it. I'll get to it. It's still. But on. that's a story for a different day. It's streaming somewhere or wherever. Uh, it used to be on Netflix. They also half a starred Stealing Harvard, the Tom Green Ooh. masterpiece, which oh. I find not great. It's a good movie. There's nothing wrong with it. Yep. Uh, dear, yeah. dear, 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 dear. Well, any final thoughts on Unfaithfully Yours? No. <laughs> it's. That's no. it. No. No, it's a movie, and uh, we both thought it was fine. And it shall remain in the best, the best, the the, the mists of time with Cart Grant. Hey, man, we can all use some Cart Grant. Like, really, we could. So it's, we'll get you one day, buddy. We'll get you one day. <laughs> After the break. Yeah. It turns out the podcast was all about trying to kill RJ for one reason or another. <laughs> it's okay. He'll forgive me, right? <laughs> it's a misunderstanding. I would uh I would say that better men have tried. You've said that before. And I would say it again. Very well. I had nothing to follow up with that. I'm just saying better men have tried. Let me just say that um uh, on Babylon Five, RJ. Uh, yeah. One one of the big like prophecy points of the series mm-hmm. is between the two really great characters I was describing earlier, and it's about like there's a prophecy that that one character they'll die together with uh, one man's hands around the throat of the other. And, I would say. I mean, it sounds it sounds like that could come to pass for us. I'd say why stop at the hands, Jarrett? Why don't you? Uh... Don't just have that one man's hands around the other. Why don't you put one man's legs around the other too? Really go for it. Do you know what I mean? Really go for it. No. <laughs> really wrap around there. What do you what do you like what do you got to what do you got to lose at that point? Of the three options presented to you in Faithfully Yours, which of the three would you use to uh, deploy on your wife? 
I mean, I'd like to say that I would I would do this that. This isn't don't worry, this isn't admissible in court. It's just a podcast. It's just a podcast? What about me? Am I am I playing a character at the moment? Listen, yes. For, that, yeah. This is a character for a podcast? Yeah. Well, Jerry, you know how petty I am, right? Yeah. Do you think that do you honestly think that I would just sit by and not act upon my my deepest you're you're gonna be idle getting cucked out yeah you think i am not i'm not uh i'm not no beta jared i am a gamma <laughs> a gamma yeah well, no, you, you know got, what you, that the, you know what that is like the hulk well if you gotta ask buddy you, you're you, not ready okay are, are you no you're an omega no i'll leave that to the big guys like you oh, I you see. can be an omega i'll be a gamma I don't even know what and means. uh i don't know what these words mean I think uh, Oliver is an Epsilon. <laughs> yes, he is. Slaving away <laughs> in the pits. Yep. See, which which I believe that you, uh, it's like, as soon as you hear that, you're like, he is an Epsilon, isn't he? <laughs> he really is. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I would go. You can tell us what cast in Brave New World you belong to. Sure. Yeah, sure. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnlow. Oh, yeah, you can email us at criterioncrease at gmail.com. That thing. Sure. Also, you can send a smoke signal. We'll see it. Uh, it's too windy here. Yeah, but the wind will bring it to us. Oh, I see. Intact. Oh, yeah, so gosh. wherever they are, if they send up some smoke, we'll see it. Beautiful. Uh, we got a YouTube. We got a Patreon. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, blah, 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 blah. Next smoke week, signal. yeah, Smoke Signals. Great movie. Yeah. Spine 293. Roberto Rossellini's The Flowers of St. Francis from 1950. Sounds so good. I've been waiting for this for so long, Jarrett. Really? For so long. Holy fuck. Do you know what junior high I went to as a kid? Uh, St. Franz? St. Franz. There was no flowers, though. Mm -hmm. We got rid of that shit real fast. First day of school, all the kids go outside, break up those flowers. No flowers. This sounds awesome. Oh, an hour and 27 minutes? Ooh, baby. Looking forward to it. Good. At Good. first I was joking, but now I'm actually excited because it's under an hour and a half. Yeah, you're stoked. 87 minutes here? This never happens. Yeah. Hey, remember we have uh, we have a Fred Olin Ray episode to record. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, the, that's the curse. That's the trade-off. That's the rub. That's... I knew it was too good to be true. I was like, 87-minute movie? This week's going to be a breeze. And then I remembered. Uh-huh. 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 Well, have a great week, folks. Talk, um, talk at you soon. Did you say talk at you soon? That's what we do. We talk at them. Did you say up and at them? Up and at them. Yeah, there it is. That's better. Bye. Yeah. yeah.